Well, well, Papa's got a brand new bag. I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? A Papa's got a brand new bag? That's right. Is that Papa m- has a brand new bag. Is that mean? Like- and it's called Exile Season 3 Premiere. Yeah, it's whatevs. I don't even like... Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, who, we can't even... Who even like cares? All right? It's not like anybody missed us or anything. <laughs> Nobody wants us to do a Season 3. Yeah, it's We're not like just we just here. left off, you know... We left off a to be continued, bro. Yeah, well, kinda. Pretty much, Clark finally decided to be a man. Put on the <laughs> ring that he needed to put on his class ring, and hit that one road straight to Metropolis. And he said, "I hate everyone. I'm never coming back." And what's funny about that? He says it really mean <laughs> in this episode <laughs> too, where I even feel like that my feelings were hurt at times. Where I'm yelling at the screen saying, Clark, hey, let's take a back. Let, let's pump the brakes, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to my high Clark? <laughs> what happened to my stoner guy? Oh, he's still here. I don't know. If no, I he's, he's for sure here. I think maybe he took a, maybe the Metropolis weed is much stronger. Well, but uh, that's... He's, we'll have some moments and I can't wait to point those out. Okay, at least you're having some moments because for me... I also wanted to clarify, before we get started with this episode as well, Lionel's the hero in this all, right? Is Lionel the good guy in this episode? At least he's trying to be. (laughs) He's like Uh, the only person that seems to be the good guy. And Yeah, we're going to have to definitely talk about the complete 180 with Helen Bryce. What do you mean? I actually am completely fine with everything she Are is you about. S- no, she's yeah. she is awful now. It's to the point she's not even attractive to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, all right. We went the other direction. You That's went right. that way, I went this way because I thought she became even more attractive. Where I the good girl is gone. The good doctor is no more. Why? Because you got a tube of blood stolen? Is that what really flips the switch? Listen. Once you break into my office and you take my property, all bets are off. Now I'm a new person. Now I can become who I want to be. But yeah, let's talk about... Evil Empress. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? You get the tube of bloodstones, like, come back. Yeah, Lex, I still love you. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, wait, let's no, go on this plane. No spoilers. Let's go on this plane and then, uh, yeah, and then the last time we saw Lex, he crashed. No, no, he's dead. Lex dead, is yeah. dead. Yeah, he's he's dead. never coming back. Okay. All right. This is only season three <laughs> when right. we've already gotten rid of our Lex Luthor. What's yeah, going gone. to happen is Lionel's going to shave his head in honor of Lex. That's right. And then he becomes Lex, Lex Luthor. <laughs> and changes his name. I am Alexander now. <laughs> That's your son. No. He's dead. It's like my son's spirit is now in me. And now my son says, Father, you've lived your life. Now it's my turn. You think he'll save his hair? No. You know he's going to save his hair. There's no way he's just going to cut in and just never think back on it. Uh, I am going to say, though, who finally is taking a step in the right direction is my girl, uh, Miss Chloe Sullivan. She is now back on track of being that good friend that doesn't care about everyone's emotions instead. It's just wanting to be the best. Because remember, folks, we're on nine years now. This is nine years of the torch. Let's not give this up. All right, so... Yeah, okay. All right. So, 
just a brief intro here. You know, if you didn't know us already, then now you do. This is the Somebody Save Me podcast. We are the two nerds that just take you on a ride with each episode, do a nice little commentary, and you should be watching, or at least watching later or before. No, because, yeah, whenever people, like, whenever fans love to DM us on Twitter and just be like, listen, I didn't watch the episode, I think you guys are great, but I'm not really understanding what you're saying. Then watch the damn episode, how about that? <laughs> That's right, you know? Yeah, there's, like, confused. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I'm sorry, what are you confused on? You can't follow along? Like, you're giving me compliments, <laughs> but I don't want the compliments. I want you to watch the damn show. Yeah, watch it and leave us naughty comments. Yes. We want naughty. Because you know what? If I have to sit through all of this, <laughs> then so do you. You don't just get to listen. This isn't like, oh, he's going to do it for me. We do this together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This, is, this is a family. This is season three now. There's this no is, more player one mentality. Yeah, we're bringing Dominic Toretto in here. This is family. We're all about family here, okay? And so anyone, anyone listening is family and will die for you. Unless you're The Rock, because Dominic Toretto and The Rock do not get That's along right. in real life. Real that life is, or in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> that is not a thing between It's like, them. hey, y'all are really making this uh, good. I'm I sorry. like how authentic this feels. Dominic and Black Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right, dude. you got to address him as such. This is DC. We're going to do a crossover eventually where we have Dominic Toretto go against Black Adam, and it's going to be like a multiverse thing. I think they're in discussion with it already. So who joins the Justice Society, though? Uh, Letty? So... <laughs> Wonder bitch. That is... That would be great. This is Letty, Wonder bitch. Oh my... If Ludacris and Tyrese were to become the Wonder Twins... Oh my god. I'm going first day. This is where the budgets are going up. Clearly, we had this discussion earlier... The budget clearly went up for this season, and I'm just blown away with the amount of soundtrack music we have, like official songs. We have Good Charlotte in this episode. We have, we have uh, Metallica. We have Train. Dude, what is going on here? Well, and to further that point, it's not only finally just a car explosion that we get with the effects. Now with the bullets, they're looking a little more realistic. Now we That's got true. shattering through the glass, non-freaking-stop. We have new <laughs> villains being introduced left and right. Metropolis villains. I mean, we finally just have a new setting versus always the Smallville town where we're just having to live our farm life. This is finally Clark being that city boy. and City boy! What I also figured out, too, is that whenever Clark has read Kryptonite, he doesn't know how to do math. <laughs> and somehow, whenever he does, uh, like, normal without the red kryptonite, then he's a genius at math. I just thought that was a very nice correlation that they pinpoint us with. Because, do you want me to get into the comic right now, since that is the prelude? We should. We should. Yes. Well, do you want... Yeah, let's should not even now? do the intro yet. Not Thank yet, you. dude. No, this is the intro right here. Yes. Give us... Yeah, we, we're going to talk about... What was it? Was it Sojourn? Sojourn? Yeah, Sojourn? 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 S-O-J-O-U-R-N. God, it's like we're Correct. Rana yeah. and we're going to Paris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sojourn? Sojourn? That's where I like to be? Sojourn? Sorry, I could be completely botching this word. We don't know. Yeah, someone will correct us, I'm sure. I hey, idiots, so. is pronounce sojourn. 
Thank I would you. still call them a liar. Though. Thank you to that guy in the back. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there's a comic prelude to this episode because, of course, we ended season two on a finale to be continued. And, I mean, brief intro here. The fact is this episode is entering with uh, Clark having been in Metropolis the past three months. That's where he went, and that's where he spent his summer. So, and we got to clarify that term paper they were talking about last episode. That was their end of term paper. That yeah, was that, like their exact, final. That their would have been their final yeah. term, exactly. So they were in May. So it sounds like he ditched, cl- like, the rest of the year? Yeah, uh, he <laughs> for sure did not finish it. Maybe his grades are good enough where nobody cares. Or he probably missed already so much school in the past, because remember... Principal Reynolds always getting mad at him. So well, I think Clark was on a good track record, at least since then. They probably at least sent the homework home. Ooh, especially with all the explosions at the farm. You know Martha and John could have made something up at that point. That's true. I mean, there was two explosions that were pretty much bombs within a week of each other. Dude. I, if that. If I was in this town, bro, I would like, I don't know if I would hate the Kents or just hate hearing about them all the time. But with Clark then leaving school... <laughs> We then have him driving off into Metropolis, mm-hmm. leaving Lana behind after he even requests, Lana, I need you to come with me. And she's, oh, no. He literally asked her to be his ride or die, and she did not ride or die. So, And, and it's weird because in the movie Grease, <laughs> the girl gets on the motorcycle, but in this one, she denies the T-Bird. Because she's not ready to be a pink lady. It's funny you even mentioned that because what a good reference on uh, <laughs> Clark's jacket yes. that he decides to wear every time he goes red kryptonite. I'm going round and round. Yeah, it's like, like I'm, a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a greasehead now. So, yeah, I'm going to put on this jacket. I'm fucking cool. And the sunglasses make him look even better. The comic actually starts off pretty much right after that. And it's a Smallville issue number five. Sojourn is what the story is called. It's funny because the cover even has the leather jacket and the sunglasses on it. (laughs) On the bike. Him going into Metropolis, what he immediately decides to do is stop at a bar. He then meets a woman named Chastity. They then have a little conversation getting really close to each other. Group of guys that Chastity was hanging out with. Obviously, always the case. Then decides to try to fight Clark. Bad idea. I have no idea why he goes to bars. Unless he's looking for fights. I think that's what it is. Yeah. He's, it's like, it's almost like that aggressive Kryptonian side. Yes. I guess, like domination. Y- yes. And he's by a, the way, he's a dom. We'll definitely keep getting into this when the episode starts. Yeah. Let's get to the comic. Because obviously after Clark wins, beats everybody up, he then leaves the establishment, taking chastity with him. And then we get a little subtle joke about her name being Chastity, and that's a haha moment because we're going to test to see if that's really her name or not, because what, what are the irony behind it? You know, kind of disgusting, kind of <laughs> gross for a children's comic. Uh, very gross. Okay. Just, I was disgusted. Yeah. Yeah, it was really inappropriate. <laughs> so after we have that joke, they go to a hotel. Clark does not sleep with her because instead of them getting down to business, she then decides to say, hey, with your type of talents, my cousin can help you get work. Clark then freaks out, throws her out of the room, and says, people are always trying to use me. Clark then decides to say, hey, I'm going to go look for that cousin. <laughs> In the comic, we also have the Lana and Chloe making up moment. Would you like to describe that moment? Sure. So Chloe goes to the Kent house, I think just to kind of bring in flowers or something like that for um, 
the parents. And so Lana is there too. And so, um, of course, Lana looking for Clark, you know, Clark is missing. And um, so she goes and grabs Chloe. It's like, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, we didn't tell you. We were, we weren't trying to hurt you. It's like, yeah, well, um, nice fear of yours. That's a trash excuse, pretty much. And um, you know, you know, he loves you. And like, just at least tell me you love him. Otherwise, if this is a fling, I'm gonna lose it. The only thing I wanted to add is she does even say on one line, "Listen, Lana, you can have any guy you want. Just tell me this is for real and not some fling." Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Chloe absolutely is. I think she's in this fantasy world where she thinks Clark is her property. In the comic and in season two, <laughs> yes. It's unbelievable. It's like you could have any guy you want, but my guy, you better love him. <laughs> and Lana, of course, says, Yeah, I love him, idiot. All right, cool. I'll see you for dinner. That is their That's n- That is <laughs> not even a joke. That is verbatim. Oh, uh, so I'll see you at dinner later? Yeah, I guess so. That's their whole summer, guys. That was their entire summer of them making up. That's what they told us in the comic. What I also wanted to highlight in this issue is that Martha and John are also struggling. (laughs) Because, well, we do find out even in the episode, because since this is the prelude, is that Martha, John, spoiler, are going to be losing the farm. How are they losing the farm was always my question. The comic actually explains this because all of the insurance claims that Martha and John have submitted have all been denied because what the hell is going on on your farm, John? Dude, like so many explosions, so many events where multiple things are broken, having to be rebuilt or land. And then, dude, so many things have happened on this farm. And I would completely get it if I'm an insurance company and I'm like, the Kents are submitting something else. It's the same year. What are we doing now, guys? What are we doing? I'm, I ought to walk down there myself, speak to John face to face and say, hey, enough is enough. Cut the shit. <laughs> insurance company denies John. So going back to Clark. So we already have now established what happened with John and Martha summer. What happened with Lana and Chloe summer. To cap off Clark Summer, he then goes to the club where those cousins work. It's the same club that we are going to be seeing in this episode. The cousins then kick Clark out of the club. Mm-hmm. But before they do that, Clark then sees a map, overhears them talking about their plan of stealing diamonds. This group of guys then have a plane in like Central America with a whole bunch of diamonds on board. Clark then breaks in that plane, takes all the diamonds, and says, thanks, guys. And that plane goes crashing down, blows up. Clark then has a bag of diamonds and says, hell yeah, drives away. John then thinks he sees Clark, and that's the end of the issue. (laughs) So Clark is a murderer. I mean, we established this last season. Yes, but Red Kryptonite Clark does not hide it. Instead, he'll take a plane down. He pulled a Homelander on that one. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He said, you guys are bad guys anyways. I'm not going to save you. Ah, uh, yeah, just looking for the diamonds. <laughs> Dipping out. Punches a hole in the, the side just to leave. So when people do ask the question now of, oh, how does Clark get all this stuff? Just remember he had a whole bag of diamonds. Just Cash remember, it in, man. He's still also looking for more money. I just don't think he's really good at math. I, I yeah, it's something weird. I don't know. Like I don't know if he's just like addicted to like the smell of it or something. Like he wants money. He just wants it. 
Well, let's get to the episode now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't so, wait to get it, and that's why I wanted a home deck. Oh no, dude, that was perfect. We had we had to slide that in there because that's a good like. I mean, we have questions, you know. Like we watched this episode, and it's like, what the hell's going on? How do you have this condo? How do you have you know all these gears? Everyone's calling you, and like oh, everyone knows you. You're popular now, so it's like you know you've been you've been active in the city. Always at probably 3 a.m. because I don't think he's out in the daylight. I'm still convinced he doesn't sleep much. They probably think he's a vampire, that he's one of the Twilight people. Yeah, he's living like a pure yeah. New York life right now. It, like where the city that never sleeps, like you'll see Clark somewhere on the street. <laughs> but yeah, so, and of course we're referring... We'll see Cal on the street. Oh, that's right. We're going to very much get into that as well. But again, uh, Somebody Save Me podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Somebody Save underscore me. You're referring to the DMs earlier from Taylor. Yeah, um, make sure to send him some great stuff. Great stuff. Make sure to send him a lot of stupid shit. Argue with him. Do yeah. something. Just argue against one of my points and then prove me wrong. A lot of people try to do that last season. They may have won, but I'll never admit it. So Maybe even make some jokes. You know, tell your friends and family, you know? <laughs> Get on Taylor's ass. Somebody save me podcast. <laughs> Say, look at this idiot. Yeah. God, look at this guy. He talks and he writes. God, I hate him so much. <laughs> but yes, we are on season three premiere, Exile. We're coming back from the to be continued. Yeah, welcome back. We were just here last week, but here we go. All right. Let's hit that play button, dude. We got three months later. We got three months later. Three <laughs> months later off the top. We are, con- you know, that, that also brings up the fact, like, we are three months later. Summer's pretty much over. I mean, we're probably, what, beginning of August? But we are panning in to the Daily Planet. We finally get the globe in person. Clark is right there on the street of Metropolis, right near the glo- uh, Daily Planet, and he's wearing his ring still. He's looking at, uh, what is that, is a Lambo? Ferrari? It, yeah, it looks like some type of Lamborghini. That's a Lambo, yeah. And did it say, like, Lex Luthor, like, auto or something? Or no, luxury, luxury auto. auto. Luxury auto. And so, of course, Clark over here definitely grew out some hair this summer. He looks he looks younger. Does he not look younger? Uh, yes. Uh, what's funny about this, more than you know what I compare it to, this is the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire Oh look. my god, this <laughs> is that. That's exactly that. This when they jump the that year and they just ha- all have long hair. Yes. Every single person. They all- it's not even just the main people. You have the twins. Yeah. They had long hair. I'm pretty sure Neville had long hair. It was just combed. Listen, whenever you get to that certain year... I think it's junior year. This, that, is this like the punk phase? Yeah. Like, is that what that's supposed to be? It's supposed to be setting you apart from your younger years. Now you're in that rebel stage. Yeah. Yeah. And we are rebelling because, I mean, this man's still in Metropolis. He obviously ran away. Okay. He's breaking into ATMs. He's okay. literally just punching the shit out of it and grabbing the money out. I already had to pause it. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to pause. We're already starting it this early. Yeah. Joseph, what does it say at the top of those ATMs? bank of metropolis wouldn't that be like across the street like in town wouldn't those have cameras wouldn't they see his face um his face is plain as day man like you can see it it's clearly there oh clark kent i know you it's like he brought the atms that were across the street from the car dealership yeah he was like man how am i gonna afford that oh Oh, hey, don't look, look how though. sloppy he is, bro. Oh, it's so bad. That's what I mean. He doesn't even care. I also want to know, why is he doing this slow? He also doesn't even know how much money he's putting in that bag. <laughs> why is he doing it slow? 
I don't know why he's doing it. Why were we speeding over here, punching at mid speed, grabbing it all, making it look clean? No one's going to see you. Why wouldn't we go to another state, another city to break into their bank and then come back here? No, no, no. Why don't we just put on a mask? Hey, Joseph, do do we shit where we eat? Yes, we do. No. We are Clark Kent. (laughs) These are farm tendencies, dude. Okay. These are, you can't you could take you could take the boy out of the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the boy. <laughs> and that is what's happening here. This is what happens when a farm boy gets re- rebels in a city. That's fair. <laughs> and so he walks back to the luxury car, auto dealership, whatever, and he has the the bag of money, and the lady's already walking up to help him. He's like, "How much is it?" If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, he asks for a ZJ. That's yeah, what he asks for. It's like. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. What's a ZJ? You have to ask. Can't afford it. But 240000 I do have to ask as well. $240,000 for a car at this time. We're talking early 2000s. There's no way in hell this car is that nice. My other Bro. side of this is, how is it that he's a ladies' man? Dude. He has no pickup lines whatsoever. He does nothing. Does he just flashes off how big his dick is. Is that what it is? Yes, he's, maybe, it's literally the the BDE, bro. B- big dick energy. That's what they're seeing with this guy. Maybe in the Eric episode, instead of showing me the tush, they should have shown me the other side. So then maybe I can understand what people are looking at. I'm just so confused because the lady who's at the dealership walks up and she's like, oh my God, you know what? That is enough money, even though I'm not going to count it because they're 20s. This girl looks weird to me. Yeah. She actually reminds me a lot of the girl in Iron Man, though. The reporter. Oh. It it reminds me so much of her. But what we do have after he buys the car and says, hey, how about a test drive? Are them speeding away across. They're going to the club. Yes. But we get a nice little glimpse. little glimpse of a newspaper on the ground. R.I.P. Lex. So it's it's assumed he's dead. And as we thought. Yeah, he should be. (laughs) The last thing of him going down with the plane, so with the search is what the article even stated, has been called off. Nobody has been able to find him, so it's been three months. Lex is not back. He has to be gone forever. Yeah, three months. Yeah, you're dead, bro. (laughs) And so, lo and behold, Clark pulls up to the club with the the helper, the, 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 I guess, the associate there at the luxury (laughs) auto shop, and of course, this guy, the bouncer, is like, cool ride, Cal. I guess she can just get off whenever she, the hell she wants, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Did he pay for her salary or something, too, in that bag? And then uh, help, help me understand what he does here. Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, I guess this bouncer guy knows Cal. Uh, Clark goes by Cal. And I guess the... Uh, I thought he was just the um, valet. Oh, maybe he is. Okay, yeah, he's probably the valet. So he comes out to, he's like, cool ride, Cal. Cal, we're going to call him Cal when he's in Metropolis for now. So Cal responds to him and says, you like it? It's yours. Tosses him the keys. What? What? We just robbed a bank to get the car, and then now you're giving it away. He did this all within an hour. So how are you going to take that girl home? Also, did he really like the car through the mirror that much where he's like, you know what? I can't wait to drive it a mile. Dude, Red Kryptonite Clark, sorry, Cal, is uh, very impulsive. Also, dude, another song here in the club, Black Eyed Peas, Hey Mama. Yeah, and this is when this song was huge at this time. Very so we're true. already starting off with the banger on season three. We are in the club of Atlantis. Yeah, the club is called Atlantis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With Clark and the blonde sales lady. 
She is all up on him. She is wanting to get to know him. He says, guess what? I don't want to get to know you. They start kissing. Immediately. She just goes in there. And he's not into it. No, he is not. She feels his, uh, she's already feeling up his chest, like unbuttoning him, and feels and looks at his scar and says it's a birthmark. He says it's a birthmark. Well, yeah, that's a pretty well, yeah big he birth- says that, yeah. That's a pretty big birthmark. You should have that looked at. And then he says, don't touch, grabs her hand very violently. She says, ow, that actually hurt. Jerk. Get away from me. Yeah, basically Clark is an abuser when Red Kryptonite. Uh, He he pulled a... Stop it, Joseph. Cal. Sorry, you're right. (laughs) Cal, this isn't our Clark. Not our Clark. Clark. Not our Clark. But yeah, (laughs) Cal basically almost assaulted that woman for saying he had a birthmark. (laughs) For trying to touch it? Yeah, for trying to touch it. Like, cool birthmark. And I don't believe you. Bartender turns and says, hey, Cal, you do this every single night. You always bring in a hottie, and then you always leave empty-handed. I don't know how you do it. Cal is weird. He is so weird. He's a weird guy. Because he also then turns around to the bartender and says, yeah, why do I want to start something that I know is going to end badly? Here's a hundred. I didn't drink, nor did the girl, but here's a hundred. What? Is he just hanging out I don't, there? Dude, he's a weird guy. He is such a I weird I wouldn't know what's going on in his head at any time, like, at all. But yeah, so Atlantis, of course, love it. It's a water theme, Atlantis. Oh, we're going to get Aquaman there? Is Aquaman the president of the, of the CEO of this company, of this bar? That would be so great if he just came out and they had just a little joke about that. That would be great. And so when Cal walks out of the club, his chest starts to hurt. And of course, he goes to a nice little spot that has clear windows right across the street into a phone booth. And everyone can clearly see him. He rips off his shirt and the the birthmark, (laughs) the birthmark, the scar from Jarrell is glowing red. It looks like it's burning. It looks like it's just on fire on Mm -hmm. him. And so he takes off the red ring. And he makes a call to his mom and makes it very creepy. Yeah, he decides to look at the phone. So this is Clark now. Clark's calling mommy. He decides to look at the phone and says, I really need my mommy right now. And then makes the phone call to her. Mom, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. But what we are figuring out, and this is why I did want to talk to you about this, because yes, beyond this is a creepy scene between him and his mother, because he's not saying a word, and she's like, please just come home. He's like borderline crying, like about to cry. He has full control over the red kryptonite. Yeah, he's completely conscious. So yeah. now we can say Clark is a weirdo. Yeah, no, he is completely knowing though what he's doing though when he has the red ring on. I mean, now, we, right? we we knew it last time too because when he was looking for the ring, he looked for it and he was like, "It's gonna make me feel better. Like I need to just get away." But but usually, like before, whenever we first saw it, it was once he puts it on. Oh, he's never gonna take it off. Yeah. This is obviously a Clark where he has still some type of control and he says, no, I have to take it off because my scar is hurting. Something about the red kryptonite is enforcing him to remove it. Otherwise, that birthmark, the scar that Jarrell left is just going to take a hold. I think it's I think it's more so the matter of, you know, because he takes off the red kryptonite ring as like his chest is burning because I guess like having it on him doing all his little actions are steering away from the destiny that he's supposed to have. Is this the test? Yeah, and I well, think it's the what test. Is so the it's test? like when you take off the ring, he's obviously that that I guess his motives and shit are obviously going to be towards the destiny now. Like, oh, we're normal Clark. Now we're we're taking steps towards it, so that's why it eases up on the burning. I just want to know exactly because the only thing that I've heard from season 2 that we know of is 
Clark was having being told that you're supposed to be, in a way, a ruler of these people. Yep. But we haven't seen any sign of that where he is changing, like, or Jarrell forcing it right now. We're, well, the forcing is the burning of the scar. But like, it's only when he has the red ring. No, I think, well, yeah, I mean, it's true. That's the only time we do see it. And I, I can imagine, though, that if he didn't have it on, it would still burn at some moments. I just want to know what the damn test is. Jarrell, can you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not even that, bro. It's Clark's fault. He could have just asked. Hey, man, what <laughs> well, do I have to do? Dad, what do I have to do? <laughs> oh, that's not that bad. I mean, I could still see them, right? It's like, yeah, but they don't matter. It's like, no, they matter. <laughs> they matter. By the way, we did talk about it. Yeah, we talked about this. He, he could have just he asked. He could have just asked, I, what any, is my destiny? Any normal person would ask, hey, what is this test? Um, I don't want to do that. Okay, is there any other options? Is there any opportunities for extra credit, Dad? I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll make up the assignment. Yeah, I'll make it up. Yeah, just like something, something, else. something else. Kill your dad. Uh, <laughs> how's that making me fulfill my destiny? All right, Pete. <laughs> Um, I'll wait for him to fuck up. He does know my secret. Problem off the board? He did say he didn't feel like that he didn't want that pressure anymore. So what if I just relieved him of that pressure? I'll tell you right now. If Jarrell just said, hey, you got to kill one of your friends. Chloe. No, no. Uh, we're not getting into her I right would now. much rather keep Pete than Chloe. Okay, well, first of all... Unless Chloe's sucking a lollipop in front of me. Taylor, at this point, after season two, I think I'd rather keep Pete over Lana and Chloe. Yeah. yeah like, that's all. I'm going off of season two, folks. Season three is a brand new... I'm starting everybody's slate free. But season two, I'm probably picking Pete. You know, see... The thing is, though, we have like an extension of season two because we're on to be continued. I mean, are we still going to count this as kind of like an extension of it? No, because this is start of new school year. That's true, dude. They're juniors. Yeah, now. this is junior year. No, I cannot have us hold. This is completely new season. I'm. I have long hair. I am Harry Potter. Goblet of classmen right now, dude. You know what? There's actually eventually there's going to be the graduation episode, and that's a good one. See, and that's why we still have to acknowledge these. That's why it's kind of interesting whenever we do get to the friends here, because are we then expecting Lana to have waited for Clark for these three months, or because Clark said, hey, you didn't come with me, I'm going Metropolis, I'll see you later. I feel like Lana should have taken that as the breakup, and she should have found somebody else. She's a moron. Well, I... (laughs) I don't. That's why they deserve each other because they're both idiots. I have no idea why she would wait for him, and that's why I don't want to get into it too soon. But my girl Chloe is stepping back into the ring of being right. Maybe. Hey, but let's get to the Dark Knight. Yeah, we have the Dark Knight intro here. We're at the we got the cool skyline view of the city uh, first, but now we're at the Bank of Metropolis. So it's getting, they just can't it's catch getting, a break. Yeah, it's getting robbed <laughs> twice in uh, twice in a day or two days, and so yeah, we have clown costumes and they're robbing the bank. But now we have someone with a mask on jumping in through the window of the bank with the bike. Oh, it's Clark because we know it's the ring. He has the ring. Sorry, this is Cal. This is Cal in the mask. So I'm sorry. 
Is this a matter of... Because at first, I'm thinking um, you're still doing hero stuff with the red ring. That's oh. what I was thinking, too, along with, why are you wearing a mask considering we just robbed those ATMs last night with no mask? So why does it even matter at this point? They can't know. I did it twice. I also <laughs> love with the clowns, though, in this scene is that they have their Uzis and they have open fired on the people inside of the bank. Dude, I think they just killed people in the bank. Yeah, yeah. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> and Clark is not worried because, obviously, as we've seen, he has seen so many dead bodies, it just does not phase him. By the way, we have uh, Metallica playing right now during this hardcore sequence of getting shot at. Clark is over here. Sorry, Cal is blocking bullets with his hands. Wait, what's the game called? What do you mean? Where there was the clown truck that you would drive around? Oh, uh, Twisted Metal? That's what those masks Looks like Sweet Tooth? Yeah, is that why even the music is in the background this way? This I don't know, is, man. Yeah. I mean, it does look like a Sweet Tooth mask. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Twisted Metal. Nice. The main, the main character, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Clark is clearly deflecting bullets. These guys are nothing. He's tossing them around. Um, I'm sorry, that wasn't Clark. That, that was not Clark. It was yeah. very obvious. When we had a weird little image of, <laughs> I guess, a scene where he's just walking up, still getting you know blasted with bullets and it's not doing anything. For some reason, we needed a stunt double for that. What I love, too, by the way, with the mask is that it reminds me so much of the Batman and Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. Of him first starting out, of him being the hero. Clark, in a way, has that going on. Instead, this is him not being a hero. This is Cal, and Cal is just bullying these clowns where an entire SWAT team, SWAT force of Metropolis is surrounding the entire bank. One of the clowns removes his mask. We see a gigantic gun on his face as a tattoo. Why would anybody get that? All of the police are then surrounding Clark, Cal, as he is walking out. He then is just laughing at everybody. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm confused <laughs> as to like, the what route. Is he what is the route we're taking here? And, um... I, I just, why is Cal doing this? I don't understand because also why did even the robber take off the mask because he was actually robbing the bank and like and we're really all opening opening fire on this man like this. Yeah. Clark is standing literally at the curb. Everyone can see his hand. He just has a bag of money. Everyone starts shooting at him. Wait, wait, wait. You're surprised because what they're also telling us is we have the lady cop. Sawyer. Yes, from Maggie. last season as well. Do you remember when Miss Sawyer pulled the gun on the 16-year-old child that is while true. he was walking in the street? She's been waiting for him to come back. So <laughs> if she is now head of the force, which is what it appeared as because she has the megaphone, and she's the one that says fire, obviously this lady has a quick trigger finger. Um, It looks like she teaches her whole department that way, too. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, we had snipers on the building. Did Sheriff Adams train Sawyer? Is that the connection between the two? Dude, what if they're related? They have to be related. What if they're related, dude? <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, Cal starts heating up cars, blowing them up. Everyone's freaking out. We still have all these officers with guns. And, of course, Clark, sorry, Cal has ran off. He's gone. And they go and uh, see what happened. They see all these bullets deflected on the floor. And, of course, the mask is ripped to shreds because of the bullet holes. And, of course, we have Cal running off, and he's all smiles. He's, he's all, all happy. happy. He's all happy he's got the money. And now we get depressed. We're going to go to the Kent farm. And, finally, we have the <laughs> introduction of our main person here, Mr. Pete Ross. Pete Ross. He is making his season three return. This is the only scene we have him in. 
I don't know what the producers, the writers were thinking. He should have been in so much more. Yeah, he's showing the Kents, of, I guess the Metropolis paper or Daily Planet, whatever it is. And the main article is, Mass Man continues to rampage the city. <laughs> Hold on. What has he been doing? Martha, that's not him. Okay, Martha, that's him. Yeah, are we serious? <laughs> are we being dead serious right now? How, do you, how are you even sure? Listen, I've been tracking his whereabouts in the reports. They are getting worse and worse. We need to do something. What is Clark doing over there? He is just destroying the You think Banks would be the worst he's done. So what has he been doing? He probably has a lot of reports of fights in clubs. Probably people found in the alleyway dead. Oh, the plane crashing from the comic. Sojourn. Sojourn. <laughs> yeah, so John obviously is convinced this is him. This is Clark. I'm getting my coat. Let's go. We're going to go get this man. And, of course, Martha, making her case, she returns a little bit, having some brain power here. I uh, guess it took a little three months. Uh, kind of, because I I don't actually agree with Martha. What Martha's telling John right now. Just to wait. And John is like, no, I'm not doing that. Martha's then telling John, listen, it's been three months. You've been doing it your way. You're the one that's been out there looking for him. We filed a missing persons report. We've done all we can. Clark doesn't want to be found. He knows what Red Kryptonite does. Like, just wait for him to come back. Here's the thing. This is why I'm pausing. We have to have faith. Hold on. This is why I'm actually going to agree with Jonathan. I'm already starting season three on a new leaf here, folks. I know it's like I'm a different person. I've matured. Wow. I still hate him. However, with John and him wanting to go and look for him, Cal is sloppy as hell, dude. Like, you're going to be able to find him soon. Easily. That's what I mean by the whole waiting by the phone. It's like, yeah, but how long are we going to have to sit here until he finally snaps out of it? I get your way here, Martha. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just the guy is so damn sloppy. He's been in so many newspaper articles, Pete's tracking him. I'm pretty sure we know what area he is in. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to be needing a great detective here to find this guy. You don't need to get anything. (laughs) Yeah, and they would probably clearly know. It's like, who's this Cal guy? You said Cal? You said Cal, huh? I know who that is. <laughs> That's my son. But yeah, no, it's like, and I, I get both sides. I get yeah, like, yeah, yeah he doesn't exactly. want to be found. I like that point. I like that point because, yeah, clearly I'm done searching. You don't want to be found, so we'll just wait for your ass to get home. On the other hand, you have John where it's like, I'm tired of how long we've waited. Let's just go over there, beat his ass. That's all we need to do. And I'm like, okay, I get that too. And here, here's the other side of this. And this is why I also am taking John's side. Mm. Did Pete and John handle this last time? They did. They. That's all I'm saying. What a dumb scene that was. <laughs> like, the hammer, the sledgehammer on the ring. But, oh! But let's also get to this point. Shouldn't we just get Pete to go take care of this? Hey, Pete, you still got that rock? You know what to do. Pete couldn't even stop him from getting the ring. Yeah, but Pete didn't have his rock. Now he's ready. <laughs> What'd you say, Clark? They miss you. <laughs> you're coming with me. Come on. Say you're not coming with me. <laughs> yeah, he just like just gets him in the car, just puts the rock on his chest. Like, have fun with that, buddy. We'll see you and we'll see you back in Smallville. That's what I mean. Pete would be able to take care of this. That'd be a John move. John should do that. Yeah. Pete, Pete. would only do that if he had the parasite. Pete would so do it. Hey, I've seen it before. He'll do it. So now, after the Kemp farm, oh, God. we go. Let's get to the ladies. We go to the ladies. At we the have, Talon. At the Talon, we have Lana working. Of course, she's swamped. And, of course, Chloe's been looking for her. Haven't seen you around. Your dad said you spent the after... Uh, sorry. Uh, Lana tells Chloe, your dad said you spent the afternoon at the Day of the Planet. 
because she remember has that article now thanks to Lionel. It's, what do you call that? Is it an internship? Is it a job? Is it? Like, it's an article. I don't think that's an internship, dude. She has a whole column she to has herself. A, she has yeah. to be an employee. Yeah, no, no, that's a big freaking deal. But again, the torch being the nine years. I'm sorry. How the fuck does that even happen? You are. 16 years old and you're working what at are we the Daily Planet. About? Do I have to bring out the no, resume I'm sorry, of I have said anything. I Is that what we're going to have to do? So have now I have another year under my boat. I'm on year nine of the torch. I finally have my piece at the Daily Planet. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's such unbelievable. a bombing article because everybody wants No, it's because Lionel said, hey, do as I say or you're all fired. What I did want to point out, though, with this scene before I keep continuing to defend Chloe in this episode, because like I said, she has moved a step forward, folks. I've turned new leaves. But with Lana, Lana says she's having difficulty because remember, who's her partner, Joseph? Lex. Who's now gone? Uh, Lex. And so So, now there's an issue because... Like she has to talk with these random people that ended up just obtaining. Well, it's uh, the accountants, like the the bankers. Yeah, the people who actually wouldn't give a shit. And (laughs) I mean, except just just if numbers are performing or whatever. But but I bet you. Let's be honest. They don't perform anything. I bet you they're even. I don't think they go under. I don't think they go above. I in fact, yeah, dude, they're always busy. What like? There's no way it's gonna be going under. And yeah, I could believe it if it's like obviously soaring, but. I mean, hey, it'd probably soar a little dude. bit more with Lex, but... Property uh, value on Smallville Main Street? Come on, that's some <laughs> serious real estate we got going there. So are we a fan of Chloe's haircut? All right, at first, I was not a fan of this new style that we see in this new scene. However, as the episode continues, I became a bigger fan of it, and I much prefer this over the final scene with her and Lionel. That I was expecting st- that. So what the hell was okay. that? Just a one day thing? Yeah, that was just a no. That was a three well, months right. ago Wait, thing. Me, okay. But what I will now say is that with Lana and Chloe, they are still very awkward. Chloe still said that, as you mentioned, she has not seen her around the house. Hey, maybe we could hang out. Um, do you want me to pick you up and I'll take you to Lex's funeral well, tomorrow? Because they're finally having a funeral. Yes, for him. he's declared dead. Lana says no thanks, but I'm going with the Kents. Yeah, she said, thanks, I'm going with the Kents. But so she no need. said it in such a way where it's like, shut the hell up, Chloe. It was more so in a way like, I'm scared to even reference Kents at all, you know, like around you. Well, and Chloe then, then Chloe's just like, well, she, <laughs> no, Clark? I'm not, she does not. But Chloe then says, well, hey, have you talked to Clark? Um, I was thinking about staying in Metropolis with my aunt Nell. I haven't been staying with her or seeing her very much, so I thought I would go and stay so that I could look for him. I feel so bad because I haven't been looking for him all summer. Lana, who the hell cares? <laughs> Move on, lady. He left Three you. months. You're 16 yes. years old. Are you serious? What are you doing? Actually, it's probably kind of believable for a 16-year-old. Well, she's already lost Whitney, and then she is... Losing Clark, Clark arrived in town. Sorry, unearth, uh, killed her parents. <laughs> she doesn't Whitney know that. Whitney basically though. died because he tried to be like Clark and save a douchebag. Save a douchebag. No, he should have been like Clark and just let the douchebag die. That's true. But and now, yeah, and so now Chloe's telling her, you know, he's not lost, Lana. He's he made not a lost. conscious decision to leave his friends, his family, and, and a girl he claims he loves. Okay. Okay, okay. Chloe, you may have written him <laughs> off, but, but yeah, when she said that, Lana just walks off, and of course, she's just like, 
I hate this bitch. Lana, listen, I know we haven't had the most perfect summer here, but I want to try to get to like back to where we were. You know what? I'm the last person that you need to worry about. Yeah, what about. the hell is that, man? She wants to be able to get back to there before her being jealous about Clark. She wants to get back to them being friends without the third wheel, a.k.a. Clark in this moment. Oh, my God. Let's get back to and being Chloe, sisters. I hate this little comment, too, that Chloe says. Like, uh, like look, like if you're still pining over Clark when he's not you know, returning it, it's like, I wrote that book. Like, I know all about it. You could talk to me. It's like, ugh. Trust me. It's not worth it. I don't believe that. You know what? I just think he's waiting for the right person to find him. That's not true. That's not true at all. You're disgusting, Lana. And that's what I mean. I feel like Chloe has a point because what Chloe is also saying, get over him. He's not worth it. Yeah, she's also not one to talk. Okay. If Clark came back here and said, hey, Chloe, you want to go on a date? It's been three months. She's a new person. She has changed. If Obviously, Clark, Lana hasn't. If Clark came back no. and asked her on a date legitimately, she is absolutely going. She is only going. She would be giddy. No. She would rub it in Lana's face. No, no, no. She, and tell her dad. She is only, yeah. She is only going so that she could write her article and get more research for Lionel. Because remember last season, that's what she is hired to do now in order for her to get that Daily Planet column. So she's only going on that date for that. Listen, Clark is no longer the hottie. He's just my job. Okay? That's who Clark Kent is to my new Chloe Sullivan. The denial is unreal. No, no, no. Chloe would be head over heels, bro. Nope. Let's get to the next scene here where Clark is- We're back in Metropolis. We're at his uh, apartment, condo. Fancy ass condo where he's laying in his satin sheets. We have two guys, one of them being the one that robbed the bank. Clearly, the the yeah, the robbers that come in. They just come in so easily. Somehow, they know where Clark lives. Cal, sorry, and uh, they open fire on him just sleeping. And of course, they don't know he's bulletproof. I mean, why would they? Why did they attempt this? Did they? I know he saw them shooting at his ass outside of the bank. So why'd they even attempt to go in there and shoot him? It's big. He deflected every single bullet. Thank God you just decided to bring that up to me because now we're going to start a new segment here in season three because to answer your question, Joseph, it was a test. We have now a brand mm. new character after Clark throws those two men who try to fire at him away. He says, who sent you? A man comes in saying, I did. Morgan Edge. And that is why he hired them to to open fire is so he could be able to see it for himself. Supervillain sidebar now. We have an introduction of Morgan Edge. That's right. His first appearance was in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number 133. Mm -hmm. Jack Kirby character here. So a pretty big time actually. He's always been a part of being a leader of the, I believe, what is it, Inter, inter Gang. And he I'm going to say, he's usually like in the criminal underworld. But he was also a spy for Darkseid. And in the comics, mm. what did occur between this character and Clark Kent, Clark wrote an article because he figured out that Morgan Edge, who is head of the global communications company, who has ties with the phone companies, with the internet, with the newspapers, Clark Kent found out that this man was the head of the Inter Gang. He was a bad person. He wrote an article over that inside of the Daily Planet. 
then Morgan Edge became a bad guy, then sought the revenge. But yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool because we we discussed this before the episode, but um, that this is the start. I think it's pretty much season three, definitely four, where we start getting a lot more comic nods and or, original villains or original comic book villains, like from you know from past, obviously issues, maybe some current ones, whatever. And with this introduction, just like what we were talking about backstage, this is kind of a, I don't know his name, but I've seen this actor several freaking times. Rudger, sorry, Rudger Hauer. Oh, he's the original dude from Blade Runner, man. He's the one. Holy shit. He's the, he's okay. the speech guy. Yeah. He's the, the one who gives that speech. We're idiots. We it's are. like tears and rain. It's like tears in the rain. Dude, I love Rudger that. Rudger Hauer, man. That's dude. him. He also Blade he Runner's still so fucking good. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, it. he passed away in 2019, man. So R.I.P. Rutger. He was in Sin City, also, man. He was he was doing a lot of stuff. That's exactly. But big time character here, so that's why I'm yeah, glad Morgan that we're Edge. finally having new something, new new little something coming up. Morgan Edge, and I hope I can't remember if he's gonna be in it for a while, but I, I mean, it's Morgan Edge. He'd probably be in it for a little bit. It's funny because when Morgan does walk in and we have the introduction of him, Clark is then uh-huh, starts putting on his shirt. Morgan then makes the comment, "That's quite a scar you got there. How'd you get it?" My dad's a real bastard. <laughs> so Jarrell, yeah, and uh, make, he's making this guy think, "Oh, your dad branded you." Clark then asks, "Well, exactly, what are you even doing here?" Morgan then explains, "Well, my guys tried to rob a bank yesterday, and you stopped it. You've also been inside my club and caused quite a bit of commotion. And I'm pretty sure he may have even been the leader of the gang that Clark killed in the comic." Dude. That brought yeah, the it seems down. Like, yes. Yeah, because he's like discussing it as if like he's been hearing stories about him, and he's obviously messed him up in uh, various ways. Clark then gives that smile, and Morgan makes the comment, well, I wanted to see if you were man or myth. Mm-hmm. Turns out you're both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he kind of presents him a job opportunity. And, I, of course, Clark is already immediately like, uh, no. No, we're looking for work right now. I fly solo. Cal only flies solo because, according to Morgan, with how many bullets can bounce off of you, it still doesn't matter. You're just a kid. I'm the I'm... biggest crime boss in Metropolis. Well, you know what? I would like to think you could afford my help because your goons are so shitty. <laughs> it's like, well, um, that's why we're talking. Uh, idiot. <laughs> that's why I said that you're a child because obviously I'm here to present you with an offer because my goons do suck. One job that's going to make you Midas rich. Clark is now actually looking at it. Now he's no longer showing the teeth, but Morgan even makes the comment, so when you're tired of playing in the little leagues, let me know and you can then sit at the big boy table, you little bitch. Morgan shows you that he is not playing around. Clark then finally realizes this guy may be the real deal. He's not just here to even show me a gun, to threaten me. It was pure business with It that was man. pure business. You know who it reminded him of? Lex. Hey. <laughs> I missed you. Let's get to a really weird scene that I was not expecting. Yeah, you like this uh, random area of the caves we've never seen? Uh, we have never seen Because that is it. not the normal entrance. Because I understand they go to the walls and they see things there. But, but I was going to say, except it is still in the normal area vicinity, right? It just looks different. I don't know what they did. But they did do something. I think they did it on purpose. And that's what Lionel points you know out what? Maybe Maybe he did some type of uh, construction or whatever, like uh, breaking it down in some places. Like yeah. the unnecessary things, but 
trying to figure out the secrets in the cave, maybe? I mean, he has it now, so... Chloe arrives at the caves, and she is looking for Mr. Luther. Lionel then appears like the villain that he is behind her, and says, Oh, hello, Miss Sullivan. I didn't expect to see you here. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, they met here. They scheduled something. She's like, why are you... I'm, I'm surprised you even want to meet in here, considering your son's funeral is, like, today or tomorrow. Well, Lionel even says, who the hell cares about my son? Let's talk about this hole over yeah, here with the octagonal <laughs> keyhole here. And now it's gone. And uh, do you know anything about it? It's like vaguely. It's like, well, trust me. It was right here. You know, it disappeared the same day that Clark Kent went into exile. And that explosion happened at their farm. And also, didn't, isn't that the same day that he lost his son, but yet he doesn't acknowledge it? Instead, he just brings up what he lost in the caves to Chloe. I'm pretty sure he, just, had, he had a son for, like, no reason. But let's, let's just hold on to this, because him saying that, of him just being like, oh, I'm ignoring every comment you're making mm -hmm. about Lex. I'm only focused on the cave. Let's hold on to this. So with them still communicating back and forth, he then makes the comment to the episode, Clark seems to have gone into exile. You haven't seen him, have you? Um, after the fight Clark and I had, I'm going to be the last person that he's going to want to see. Uh-huh. Sure. By the way, I enjoyed reading your column, Miss Sullivan. It was great. I wish you would put that type of effort into the research that I asked you to do about Clark Kent. Yeah. Where's... uh? Where are your priorities at, man? Um, I want the good stuff, too. Like I said, my woman, Chloe, is still back on track here. What the fuck are you talking about, old man? He's been gone for three months. What do you want me to get exactly? What, are you dumb? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, he's gone. I'm sorry. What, you want me to pull up some dental records? What he then <sighs> says, instead, it's such a Lionel answer. <laughs> I thought that would motivate you. You know, enthuse you. Yeah, but now it seems like our arrangement for you is waning your interest. Uh, no, it's not waning. Instead, how about if he was around me, I would be able to help because I'm not telling you no. I'm just saying he's not here, yeah, you and idiot. Of, and of course, he's like, well, it might help you to view this as a test then. What? Of a reporter's, a reporter's medal. Yeah. Um... I hate to see the opportunity vanish. Like the keyhole in this wall here. You son of a bitch. Or my son <laughs> did you that I won't speak on. Did we just go full circle? Dude, Is that why you wanted to talk about the key with on, the wall? I'm pretty sure Lionel's like talking to himself. Like, like, there's no it? way this conversation is of any interest to anyone but Lionel. Okay. I mean, he... Like, Chloe's there just like to maybe banter with some questions <laughs> or comments, but like... This man, like, already decided what he's talking about today. All decisions have consequences, Miss Sullivan. So you should think on this and, uh, you know, I guess come up with a good decision on what you want to do. But as he walks out, we get a glimpse of the typical cave painting we've seen where it's uh, the looks like the dragon with well, the... What's no Mon and his friend. Yes, the, the, the arch, rivals. Oh, yes, the uh, the nemesis, the arch rivals. Isn't and, it uh, Zigi? Zigai? Sagith. Sagith, yes. Sagith. So Noman, Sagith. They have the two-headed, and once again, the rivals that were once friends. We are now going. And so, yeah, it, it, it goes into the Nama, or sorry, Sagith. Sagith, sorry. And, and it shows the head, and now we have a transition on top of an island. And, oh, it's Lex Luthor. Burnt, 
to a crisp looks like was well, from the sun but like yeah he's on an island he's an island boy island boy <laughs> so um, lex is alive because his eyes opened here's and thank god we're at a commercial break what a commercial break to stop us i had so many questions whenever i saw this scene he doesn't look too burnt to me also how would he be able to survive I wish they would have shown me the plane going down and what occurred right after. Yeah, dude, like what we have. Because they don't. I mean, just as like a spoiler for our audience, they don't really tell us how he ended up on this island. At all. And it's just like. Because it seems to be a common island for people, right, Joseph? um, (laughs) It's a it's weird. It's so weird. And it's kind of funny with the episode name Exile. It's like Lex went into it and like an accidental exile in a, in a way. Do you think uh, that the episode maybe should have been titled Survivor? Because that's what Lex is playing right now. Come on in, guys! No, no, sorry. This should have been uh, Castaway 2. <laughs> you know what? With the hints that they give us in this episode, yes, I'm going to agree. Because he has his own... I have created fire! And he has his own Wilson. And in the name of Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> It ain't Wilson in these parts. We hoped it would be Wilson instead of a beach ball. We got Castaway was Lex's villain origin story. You know what? You know what's crazy? You know what that island even looks like from that view? Because we get back to it now. It looks like the one that uh, Oliver Queen was on in Arrow. Oh, it's like from the the the, the, yeah the the this I guess the view the outward view. It's so hilarious that you said that. I put in my notes. I go, man, because obviously when Lex awakens on this scene, we have a gentleman in the background with the beard and long hair. I go, is Green Arrow with him? Is, yeah. is this how he met Oliver? <laughs> this, what, are they on how, the same island This is together? how Ollie looked when he first got like sent back off the island. But yeah, so now we're back in the movie Castaway, and Lex is here with, uh, of course, what is this place? <sighs> this dread guy, the other island boy. He says it's paradise. I put in my notes. Um, the moment I were to, because I want to actually ask you a question along with tell you what my opinion is. The moment I awaken where I feel like that I'm passed out and right. I went on a crash. And there is some guy that's right next to me that I don't know that looks like this man here. I'm probably scared. For my sure. other question to you is, do you kill this man? I'm eating some. If you end up on an island and it's just you and a person that you've never met before, you're going to trust them? And if not, you're going to kill them? And how long is it going to take? <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro. I'll be definitely scared to go to sleep. Like, that's what I mean. Like, think about this scenario, man. Honestly, bro, this is a savage world. I might have to kill him. I, I put in my notes. I go, I'm killing this man. He has 24 hours to show me why yeah. I shouldn't kill him. <laughs> I don't care if we're friendly to each other. I don't like, care. If the anybody. vibe is totally pure, you can definitely read it. Like, oh, dude's cool, whatever. Or person, whoever it is. You're probably going to die, man. What we figure out, that's why I'm also asking, is that Lewis here is not a cool person. No. He's <laughs> an island boy. And he walks over to Lex and then tells him, oh, looks like you're having another one of those fever dreams. That malaria is getting hold of you. What? Yeah. I- Lex has malaria? <laughs> He's not dead? Well, don't worry. Isn't malaria fatal? Yeah, I think it is too. You kept saying her name. Who? 
that bitch that set you up. Oh, so I guess confirmed in a way Helen did set him up. Yes, because Laxton looks at him and says, Lewis, I appreciate everything you've done for me. But if you ever refer to my wife like that again, I won't be held responsible for my actions. That's where he draws the line. This psychopath then says, whatever you say, Lex, you know what? It's just funny that you tell me the story of how you woke up and the pilot and her were missing. Yep. You know, you would think that you would at least consider the possibility. Lex then starts freaking out. He says, don't you dare say another word. Come on, Lex. This is the island life we live. We're island boys. <laughs> Lex looks at island him. Island boy. Why don't you make yourself useful and build the fucking raft? <laughs> you could end up drifting for weeks and die alone. That's why I'm not going to build it, Lex. You'll kill yourself. I don't want you to commit suicide. I just want to find the truth. Dude. What is he going to find in that water? Either your father set you both up, or Helen managed to do this on her own. Or the two of them were in league together. Why are you in such a hurry, Lex, to get back to that twisted family? That's true. Honestly, like... I mean, yeah, I want to go back, for sure, just regardless. But it's like, yeah, that... No matter who it was, it still sucks. Lewis is then telling Lex, you gotta stop looking at this place like a curse. This place is a paradise. You gotta strip that old world from your body to the outside world you're already dead man why not let your old self just rest in peace we're now you know you're down to your bare existence man this is it all right so because also what a weird scene of him even brushing lex's shoulder there i was really creeped out i thought out. he was about to lick him or something I, and like, damn you taste good man i can also smell him through the tv and i'd be like get away from me oh dude they probably smell so bad so outrageous musty dick and ball you know how i wanted you to hold on to lionel ignoring all of i assume the this is what you're talking questions about questions and chloe saying oh i thought you'd be concerned because his funeral is tomorrow and Lionel just brush it off because he didn't give a shit. Let's get to the scene where he then acts like he gives a shit. This is, uh, this is of course, the company Lionel talking. You know, yeah. He's got to show his face, make it nice. They are in Metropolis. They are right in Metropolis. Right now, giving a funeral for Lex Luthor. We have the Kents. We have Lana. We have Lionel. I put in my notes here, and I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do his speech because I put bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, my son was so great, and, you know, his commitment to things and his potential was very limited because you know his life was taken away and of course the Kents are there and Lana's with the Kents of course and Lana actually managed to see a glimpse of Clark standing in the back because obviously he's attending the funeral and this is obviously him right like he's there yeah no he's completely you believe he's there. there because he vanishes when Lana tries to go well and he also him. looks at her he then, whenever she runs towards the back, he then sees that she is running towards him. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I was just trying to enjoy the funeral, Lana. Oh, dude. He runs off before no she one's enjoying can even that see him. And Lana does not know whether she's crazy, whether she actually saw him. Lionel is still giving this heartfelt speech, saying that I will continue to search for him forever. All of a sudden, we hear a voice in the crowd. So will I. And we have Miss Helen Luther coming up to the table with her own pink flower, going to spill her own speech about her husband, except Lionel is wanting to make sure she understands one thing. If you're here to grandstand for the paparazzi, you can just do us all a favor and shove it up your ass. Yeah. And she goes, I wish to pay my last respects to my husband. Hey, Lionel, 
Remember how last scene you didn't give a crap about it with Chloe? And all of a sudden you're now trying to tell Helen. Chloe's not here, dude. <laughs> so that was fake. So he was hiding his real feelings. What are his real feelings, Joseph? Do you believe which side do you believe? It's completely the one that he was talking with Chloe. Okay. Yeah. And then of course, uh Lionel is just like, you know, before the hypocrisy begins, I'ma just leave. And then he basically when Helen walked up, Lionel said, Yes, I can leave the funeral. I can stop speaking. This is my way out. Yes. He completely used he that would... in order to go. Yeah. And <laughs> nobody else. Oh, Helen, you're going to make a scene? God. I don't have to talk to anybody after this now. Thank God. And lie and fake yeah, cry gonna, some more. Yeah, I'm going to blame you. It's like, yeah, she's the reason I'm leaving my son's funeral. She made it terrible. He yelled it out I loud. I had a good speech. <laughs> he yelled it out loud so everyone could hear. It's her, everyone. Just so you know, I'm not a dick dad. She made me leave. I love my son. That's why I'm leaving. To but, respect him. But not this wife of his. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Clark. I'll, I'll see you at dinner, Helen. Let's go to one of the most surprising scenes Dude, in the entire episode. This scene's kind of nuts. Oh, crazy to me. I was shocked. We are on level seven okay, of this apartment building. the elevator right. after the funeral. And when the elevator door opens, there is somebody trying to peek through his apartment window. And it turns out it's Chloe. Yep. Chloe knows where Clark has been this entire time. Clark even freaks out, saying... It's like, he's going on a rage already. He's like, I thought I told you to not come back here. Boom! I thought I told you, meaning that she has known this for a long time. Who else knows I'm here? Well, no one. I, I just wanted to, like, talk. Your You're secret's s safe with me, but we need to talk. Yo. I'm very confused on Chloe, man. She makes no sense to me. I know. Last episode, three months ago, I we know. said, Clark, screw your friendship. I am going to do research on you. I hate you now. But she's not. Yeah, that's the other side of this. And this is why I have to defend her, too. I agree with your overall point where I thought, yeah, Chloe sucks. Chloe was just the piece of shit all along. However, she's not. She may have been awful for not telling everybody where Clark was, but she also wasn't researching him. She wasn't studying him. She wasn't following him. In fact... She was staying away from him. So it's kind of two sides of the same coin here. And the reason why I say that, she, wa she wasn't benefiting herself, but she was also being an asshole. Yeah, uh, the thing where it's, it's one or two, man. It's like, one, you, you manipulated the situation to where like you got a benefit of you know getting an article, having a tie-in with the Luthers, doing some minor research on your friend, which you already probably had. And then two, two, it's you just pushed out. You're, you're just scared. So you think that in a like way she, she cared. Just, she, she tried to pretend like she didn't care anymore, but she really does. And so you just think that in a way it was her once again just protecting herself overall. Because you can also say she was wanting, she couldn't get over it, so she didn't want to be around him. The other side of that is she wanted to make sure that Lana and Clark could not work out, so she didn't want to tell Lana where he was. <laughs> Dude, she plans, bro. It's all going to work out for her benefit most of the time. Because she plays chess while the other people play shoots and ladders. That's right, dude. That is the rule in She's got her. life down to a science here. And, of course, she just demands, well, I'm coming in. And so, because, of course, Clark's trying to kick her out. 
and, and she's yelling at him, you're a completely different person. That's I'm glad she said that because how does he bounce back from these things, man? Like he's had he's put himself in a weird situations where it's like, how do you explain this to people? There's no way someone will be satisfied with you just saying, Yeah, it's just my personal problems. That's it. Sorry. Okay. You would be able to get away with it. You really would. Except for one thing in my mind. The apartment and all the shit you have doesn't make sense. That's what draws the line because even her questioning of how can you afford all this, that's where I'd be like, okay, wait, you can run away. You may have secrets. You may be able to do this. But I've seen your house. I've seen your parents. I've seen your entire life. What where, the hell is this? Were the questions, man? Like, how did you get this? Yeah, like, what is going One, on? One, you get a lot of money. How are you getting that? Yes. Second, uh, did you kill someone for this? Yeah, this is. I'm believing you're a serial killer murderer. What did your parents raise you? What are you, the born identity? What Dude, is going on? My man's is going off in Metropolis. Yeah. This is Metro Clark. This is crazy to me because even to go further on why I don't want to put Chloe on the shit list this early is because she says with Clark, what are you going to try to just write a story about me? No, I'm not trying to do that at all. I've been keeping your secret just like you asked me to. I haven't told anybody where you are. Clark is just smiling at her like this is a game to him. Yeah. Oh, it's pure just fun. This is all shits and giggles for him. You get a grip. There's people in Smallville that haven't given up the search. It's like, I've erased my Smallville past. Really? Is that why you're wearing your school ring, you stupid ass? Yeah, she's <laughs> called him a bitch right there. It's like, oh, yeah, you erased it, high school ring boy? <laughs> bitch. She just made fun of him. She's totally ring. made fun of him, dude. That's an insult. I would. He even looks mad after she says it because he looks just like, I like my I ring. I gotta protect this I ring. Like this my is ring. my ring. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, you you don't make me feel good now. Get out! So, Clark, tell me this. What are you gonna do when Lana shows up in your doorstep? Or your dad? Because if I found you, I mean, it's, you know, eventually someone's gonna find you. How are you gonna be able to explain this? I don't need to explain anything. Clark, you idiot. Lana is a wreck, and your parents are about to lose the farm. Yeah. It's dope. What do I care? I'm never gonna go back anyways. Clark, you weren't forced into exile. You ran away from your problems. But of course, as she's calling him a coward, Clark's chest starts burning again. And he's he's pained. And so he turns around and goes full aggression psycho. on full Chloe. Psycho. Grabs her. Forces her out. Get out! Yells at her. Just yells at her face. I don't ever want you to come back ever again! He is so angry. And Chloe is so scared that she is crying, yelling, and leaving. Not even yelling, see, just that's crying what and leaving. talking about, dude. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, no, how no, do you, you don't. You don't. What? You don't come back from that. That was pretty bad. Because if three I'm, months, Metropolis, you got the condo, you got all this money, and then you're you're not you say you don't care about anything, and then you're literally putting hands on your best friend and forcing them out and yelling at them. By the way, pure rage. If I'm even Chloe too. I'm really over you. I am like not about this anymore. This is not what I want because also I'm pretty sure I have two bruises in my shoulders. Now. Yeah, well, you're forgetting Chloe's pathetic, so. No, she's not. Why are you doing this? Dude. In this episode, we are on a new season. This is season three. Are you going to hold on to your feelings <laughs> or are you going to let some things go, Joseph? It's been three months. Well, she needs to. That's the whole point. She That's why we're arguing. Things go. Barely. 
But they're still somewhat let go. <laughs> no, come on. Barely. We just talked about how she's probably keeping Lana <laughs> no, and him no, no, separated. Don't use that me. That Are you a, you brought it up, dude? That was a theory. Okay. <laughs> that hey. was... Well, this is technically a theory too. We don't know for sure if her feelings are gone. I do want to go back to what you mentioned though. I'm never forgiving Clark. Dude, <laughs> I'm never. I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah, like I'm not... I'm very confused who you are. Like this makes no sense. Are you bipolar? How do you explain You don't this? explain him. How, how can you, you can't just say I have problems. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think you can My explain parents it. are great. Good life back in Smallville. Just not about it. I think you can explain this. You're going to have to do All right, you're going to have to cross a line. I've done a lot of meth. And <laughs> I it made me angry. And so I had to go to rehab. I had to get help. I was in with a bad group of people where I then became a drug dealer. I was able to afford this apartment and these things. I just wasn't myself when I was on the meth. Kryptonite meth? <laughs> All I'm saying is that's the only way you can explain it. A drug problem? Yes. You got to give me something else then. Unless you're using that excuse. I mean, I'm it's not, not even like it's like a far-fetched. I mean, we've, had, we've seen obviously some villain students who have had like literal drug problems pretty much i mean they're dependent on kryptonite in some way or actual maybe drugs or something i don't know anyways we go to a stupid scene this is a great scene. go to the mansion we're at the luther mansion who walks in looking like a completely different person with her shopping bags and really looks like a plastic now that's yeah. what helen is now a plastic well, from Mean Girls. She can be my Regina George if that's what Good she wants Lord. to but be. But yeah, she comes in, of I'm course. I'm sorry, Gretchen Wiener. All right, is that better <laughs> for you? She's Gretchen, yeah. <laughs> and so Lionel is, of course, like, wow, you know, um, loved your little episode there or what you tried to do at the funeral. Hey, Lionel, thanks, but can you now get out of my house? It's not your house yet. Okay, but I'm sure you didn't come here all the way for a condolence call. So exactly why are you in my house? I won't give condolences to a murderer. Oh my god, Lionel, you know I didn't murder him. Yeah, and of course he's just like, uh, yeah, I still don't understand your story. You know, you found the pilot, you were going down, so like there was only one parachute left because the pilot took the other one. So Lex valiantly this is a horrible story. gave you the parachute and you survived and Lex went down with the plane. But then Helen's like, I think the police would find it interesting <laughs> that you hired me to spy on Lex. You murdered my son. I won't rest until I brought this duplicity to the right. Shout out duplicity. That was a you episode know, title. Helen, Black Widows may be powerful predators, but every predator is somebody else's prey. <laughs> This is so stupid. This is such a bad scene, because also, this is why it's a bad scene to me. Are they both lying? I don't know. Like, what's the truth? I got done with the scene. I I'm was like, I got done with the scene. I was like, I don't know. I still have don't know nothing. Who set who up? Who did it? Like, who's the liar? Which one? Are you telling the... Do you love your son? Do you... What? I was like, because Lionel's made people spy before... And Helen literally was on the plane. We all work together. I'm so confused on who set it up. Remember when she handed you that card in the last episode? What was on that card? Yeah, dude. It's like, well, yeah, what was on that card, huh? (laughs) What is going on? I'm going to kill your son. What if that's what it said? Yeah, he probably did say that. Check yes or no. And he checked (laughs) yes. He's like... 
Scribbling. Guys, do that box. But yeah, um, let's go to a gross scene. We need to go back to the go back to the island. Lex is bashing open some wood, I guess, a tree, a rotten tree or something. The island of Matanui. (laughs) Bionicle. Oh my god. And so Lex is just digging into some maggots, bro. Or are those worms? They're maggots. They're maggots. They're yeah. for sure maggots. Maggots, maggots. in the. Ugh. It look, it's like the scene in Lion King when they're eating the bugs. I wonder what I know. What he, I'm actually curious what he's eating, like what they actually made him eat. Oh, and that's probably going to be a really good little scene that he's going to be able to talk about because most likely it's got to be gummy worms. Oh, yeah. Even though he's, like, spitting them out as if they're, like, toothpaste or something. (laughs) And so Lex sees a plane go up. And, of course, they're trying. he's frantically trying to light the the bonfire so he can put a signal out there. Lewis is like, it's too late, man. They're gone. What were you even doing? That was the first plane that we've seen in months. Listen, it's too far, man. You're never going to get a smoke up there for them to see. You son of a bitch. They go at it, but obviously Lewis just throws him down to the ground, puts his foot on his throat, and he's saying you're going to ultimately have to accept where you're at. Lex, you're never going to leave here. This is your home. Stay away from me, freak! All Lewis does is smile back. Let's get to a very nice emotional scene where we have Clark, Cal, going to the Clark barn and making a little visit. Yeah, he's sneaking in there, seeing all his stuff is packed up. And he's now realized they truly don't love me, and they wanted to get rid of all my belongings. But let me look at this nice, lovely family photo of us. (laughs) Yeah, and so as he's looking, he's hearing his parents have a conversation, and they're cleaning up. like They're packing up the truck, and Martha mentions, is Bill Ross still letting us store our stuff in his garage? And he's like, yeah. That Martha and John have lost the farm. Yeah. That the auction is tomorrow. She breaks down crying. They're embracing each other. And, of course, Clark's is hearing, wow, my parents are idiots. God, John really doesn't do any work without they me. They lost the farm. It was three months I was gone. And, obviously, what we did figure out in the comic, Sojourn, Sojourn. is that it was all of Clark's fault with that explosion with the ship. The insurance company was not going to take another claim, dropping the Kent. Their entire farm is burnt. All the animals, dead. They needed that insurance claim in order to get some type of money back because like what we even saw with the truck flipping and Martha losing the baby, whatever cows are on that farm during that explosion, they're all gone. (laughs) Whatever pigs, whatever chickens. Plus, if it was a ship that blew up with the kryptonite key, everything is radioactive. Don't eat anything. (laughs) Dude, how's Martha not dead? Yeah. Clark, she didn't get immunity for from that sickness she had. Clark destroyed their livelihood and said, see you guys later. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. Oh, by the and way. he's showing him the ring, too, as he's deucing it up. Like, taking this bike. <laughs> yeah, John, that bike you're always working on? It's mine now, buddy. <laughs> what we do have, though, is John and Martha then speaking about kind of the better times. Since when have our lives ever been fair? Remember when they said that we weren't going to have a child and then you were pregnant and Clark killed that baby? Do you remember that, Martha? Well, no, yeah. We were so close. (laughs) Yeah, he mentions how they literally, Martha, couldn't have babies. So when they first had that news, like, yeah, our life sucks. Because then he even says, but obviously they were wrong. And Martha looks at him. There's a little bit of pause. 
Uh, with Clark. With Clark. <laughs> with Clark, it was cool. Like, it was cool. Not, it got better. Yeah, not with that kind of. unborn child. <laughs> yeah, he ruined, you remember, you know, we ruined your grandpa's, your dad's relationship with Clark, so. Now we can have that back. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, why aren't they going to stay with him, huh? Because what we also find out is that they're staying at the apartment that's above the talent. That's right. Which is not a bad spot. That's actually a hell of a spot. I can only imagine the rent there. But what Martha and John then hear is that Clark decides to knock over that picture. He knocked over the picture. And so he made noise and they're like, Clark! Clark! (laughs) Martha freaks out, dude. And is just like shouting out the window. Clark! (laughs) Martha, you need to relax. And John's just like, God, shut up. Why did you just do he that? He just rubs her back. That's it. But. He's like, Clark, thanks for coming back. Now I got to deal with this all night. <laughs> Lana, yeah. She, Lana. Walking down the stairs at the talent. With Chloe. Chloe is sitting she at was the looking little coffee her. bar. Looked like she was looking for her. And what they then want to have happen here is kind of the makeup session. Where Chloe is saying, listen, I don't want you to keep thinking that we are at odds with each other. I don't want my feelings to be pushed onto you about Clark. And then Lana responds, listen, I just can't give up on him because in a way, it's my fault. She says that he's already left me before and I can't lose him again. Chloe then says, when did you lose him? Well, he asked me to go with him. He asked me to hop on his bike and go with him. And I said no to the T-bird. And then Chloe said... And also the stunt double, because Tom Welling's not riding the bike. That's true. We found that out. That was (laughs) such a sad moment for us. I feel that whenever he was driving, that wasn't Tom. It is not him, bro. They do it again in this episode. Tom, if you're listening, I'm so upset with you for that scene. Dude, it's okay. I don't know how to ride a bike. You gotta drive like 100 feet. If you still don't know how to ride a bike, it's cool, dude. I, I don't either. Lana then says, I said no, but I just couldn't convince him to come home. But maybe if I did go with him, I would have been able to. You can't save these hoes who don't want to be saved, Lana. Well, Chloe, I love him. And then she gives like an awkward look up, like an <laughs> approval type thing that she needs. Um, but what we found out in Sojourn is that she's already admitted this to Chloe. So mm-hmm. that's why Chloe is not shocked. And she says, I've known about your feelings for a while. It's not some type of breaking news. So that's why it's not a big deal to her. Chloe has now... Chloe is being great this episode. I'm loving it. I hate you. She so blows much. it off. Lana then says, Oh, well, I saw him yesterday. And she goes, At Well, Alexis' funeral. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. But he took off right away. So we're friends again, right? Yes, Lana. We are now back to being yeah, friends. Yeah, I'm going to go back up there. I'm going to post these missing flyers. Okay, Lana, first thing, we are no longer friends. Yeah, so get this. <laughs> okay, wait, actually, I dude, this is the part I wanted. This is the part. I just, I just remembered. I just remembered. Okay, anyways, so Chloe's like, sure, you don't need flyers, though. Because Lana asked her, could you give me a lift? She yeah. said that, right? She yeah, because we're friends again. Yeah, but sure, but you don't need the, you don't need the flyers. I actually know where he's at. Where he's at. And Lana's like, what? And of course, Chloe's like, yeah, found him like two months ago at a club thing. And it's like, yeah, he was. Couldn't believe it. It was him. And I, so I followed him back to his apartment because I'm a stalker. And Lana's like, so you've known where he's been the entire time. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to defend it. And this is how I'm going to defend it. Do you see how Clark reacted with Chloe? Yeah, but he would have done it in such a passionate way with Lana. No, I don't think he would have. And this is my other thing. At this point, Chloe could really say, he threatened to kill me. 
If I told you. He almost pulled a joker. So where he puts his hand through her chest. Instead, Lana's uh Chloe says something even worse to Lana. Instead it's well, no, he told me that if I told you, then he would run somewhere very far and we would never find him. Yeah, he would go further. Chloe, that's not a good excuse, especially for how aggressive he was. Tell her the truth. For real. We and don't so, need to hide it. Yeah, and it's like, I can't believe you've, you've been not like not telling me, just knew this whole time. It's like, yeah, well, he could be dangerous. Like, just give me the address. You've done enough. You're not coming with me. Yeah, I'll take the bus. Yeah. Does she take the bus? I don't know how she, she asked, gets there. Yeah, because she asked, could you give me a lift? So she doesn't have a ride. That she, was my issue yeah, with that. Yeah, she doesn't have a car. So she either just said, screw you, Chloe. I'm going to take your car. Or I took the bus. Or is she driving around Lex's car? Why don't she do that? Because maybe he left it at the town. <laughs> she was able was, to They went it. to the private jet runway. Maybe he left it there. Maybe he said she could use yeah, it. Yeah, left it there at the runway. Maybe there's like a talent car. Okay. You know how they have at Chick-fil-A the cars with their brand on? Maybe they have a talent coffee delivery. You never know. You're so dumb. This place. You said it earlier. It's always busy, Joseph. That's they true. do deliveries. God. We're that, in season three now. All right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the budget has gone up. So Lana's there at the apartment building. And guess who pulls up? On his bike, the T-bird, and I just love, man. This is this is definitely a stoner moment, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> he pulls up, man. Clark's pulled up. He's wearing his red leather, sorry, black leather jacket with a red shirt. Pulls up, sunglasses on. He just looks at Lana. Breaks. What are you doing here? <laughs> and Lana's like looking for you. And dude, look at his reaction to this. <laughs> He, he goes, me, huh? He was. That's that's what he's thinking. Like me. He was Joey Tribbiani. How you doing, <laughs> dude? <laughs> he he went full method acting. Like he's committed to his role. I don't know what is going on with Clark, man, but he's smoking the Metropolis finest. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is really how Tom Welling acts. They didn't give him any lines. <laughs> they just said, Tom, just go with what you feel. What are you doing here? <laughs> Looking for you. What? The hell was the matter with you? Clark, you need to come home. Smallville's not my home anymore, Lana. I'm free now. I'm a, just, I'm a T-bird. He's like, yeah, that's true. And <laughs> Lana's like, um, I am not letting you ride out of my life again. Then do me a favor and get that ass on my and bike. he says, then get on. And you know what she says? I'm not blowing this twice. She decides to then get that strap of her purse, put it over the shoulder, and she gets on that bike. How do you explain this behavior, bro? I don't get it. Look, it's not Clark. <laughs> it's not Tom Welling. It's not Tom Welling. Lana is holding another man. Yeah. Yeah, way to be committed. You don't even know who your boyfriend is. <laughs> Idiot. But, so anyway, dude, I just don't understand. How do you explain this behavior, bro? Like, well, the issue is, is how that, is Lana just like, okay, this is this is who you are now type thing. Like, what's well, wrong with you? I don't, Joseph, Joseph, you're missing the overall problem with this. The problem is Lana's he's already he's already done this to her. Remember when he was on Red Crib tonight with the sleeveless tank top and he took her to a bar, or then he got in a yeah. How's there no PTSD with this? Exactly. Remember how he has done all of these things and acted this way with her in the past. So she, in a way, should be like, oh, it's this. It's this guy today. 
Yeah. It's it's like the prestige where I love you. Not today. It's one of those where she knows that he has a split personality and she has to either decide to accept it or reject it. And Lana is on the boat of I'm going all in for this man. You know what we need to have, bro, is we need to get that Nicodemus flower again. But obviously not the fatal uh, side effects. No, but, we could still be fatal. But like, let's get that back on her and then have Red Kryptonite Clark. That couple would literally destroy the city. I was going to say, wait, are you trying to create rulers of the world? Yeah, we need, yeah we need do? a what if on that. Yeah, no, that's not a what if. What if Red Kryptonite Clark and Nicodemus Flower Lana got together no what if injustice instead of lois dies there's no lois and it's just injustice superman taking over with injustice lana (laughs) (laughs) that'd be cool that'd be so awesome i would be reading that all day what if oh man that's a hell of a story a love story where all they do is destroy the world together (laughs) i'm getting goosebumps over here free as a bird man they would do okay. So we're back on the island. We have a compass that Lex is holding, and he's following it. I guess so. He found some water. He's gonna be drinking some, and he's trying to. You know, he's splashing his face. He looks, dude. He looks terrible. He looks awful. Now he, he looks is, absolutely horrible. He is burnt to a crisp now. And then look at this. We have a necklace. I thought this was LL at first. Does it not say LL? No, I think it's a W, right? No, that's LL, bro. I think that's the point. So a dead. Wait, so this, hold on. So that's definitely LL. Hold so on. So that's why he looked at it, because like, obviously, like, Lex Luthor, Lionel Luthor, Lucas Luthor. But that's not, I need to know Lewis's last name now. It's an L. Because that's what I, I swear mean. Swear to God, it's, it's like, an L, look. Now I need to know with Lewis, because what we have here is that Lex then reaches for the necklace that does say LL in silver, pulls it up, he sees the skeleton, Gets scared, backs away, lifts yeah, up the skeleton. Ax- it looks like again. an axe wound. Oh, machete. Machete? Yeah, that's machete on the skull right Ugh. there. And Lex immediately points because Lewis comes out of there. Oh, guess you found those bones. Little group of bones there. Yeah, of course. And, he's, and Lex is like, You killed your father. Of course I did. Yeah, it was inevitable. I had to do it. He was the one that kept striving. He was the rich and powerful guy. And he always made me feel like a bitch. So you know what I did? I made him my bitch. He was always criticizing me. <laughs> never thinking I was good enough. <laughs> but he just kept chipping away. Lewis is weird. Oh, yeah, so Lewis. What's his last name? Lewis Leary. Oh, my God. Actually, it's Lewis Leary Jr. Holy crap, what? Lewis Leary Jr. So, and fun fact about this guy. Uh, in the in the like most kind of most recent, but like the YouTube, there was that Mortal Kombat series going on for a little while, yeah. like a, like probably like eight years ago. But uh, he played Raiden, this actor Ryan Robbins. Good God, that's a young Raiden. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, you. I mean, I I uh, the dreads are what's throwing me off, but he had short hair. You know what, Lex? I thought we were kindred spirits. You're a psychopath. I thought we were gonna be able to do this together, but I guess I was wrong. Well, there's one psychopath in all of us. I just let mine out, dude. You should let yours out. And, and of course, then now, now he's going at him with what? The Did he have the machete? He has the machete. 
So he's going full-blown at him. Let's now have Lex run away, cutting to the club scene. Back to the club. We're at Atlantis. Why is Lana walking into that club? Dude. She could. On Where's the, the PTSD like, at, man? Yes. Hey, Red shirt again. Like, what she literally she? looks like she got out of school today. Yeah, she looks really young compared to everybody in this scene. She even has her hair done. It's the high school girl. Hey, what's up, Cal? Why does she call you Cal? It's my secret identity. <laughs> Clark, Clark, I, what are we even doing here? I've been worried about you for three months. You've been hanging around in nightclubs? You're so cute when you're angry. Um, that doesn't answer anything. He's so high. Lana, if you want to go back to Hicksfield, then you can get on the bus and go. Yeah, stop talking about it or I'll put you on that bus. Now, I thought you were here to have some fun. Hey, hey. what's up, Cal? Hey, what's up? We'll take nothing as usual because I don't get drunk. I'm just here. You're right, Clark. I'm sorry. I'm going to go freshen up. Why do you need to go freshen up? I think you look great just the way you look are. Look at this hair, man. This is truly Goblet of Fire. <laughs> this is Goblet of Fire? Like, I think you look great. And then, boom. Oh, this we're back kiss. to their kissing, dude. Oh. I don't know about you, man, but it... There's I'm... less swallowing of the faces. That was so passionate. Dude, that yeah. made me Lana miss it. Is like, still had eyes closed after it was done, man. She was... I don't know what it is with their kissing, bro. Oh, all I know is for a girl that has not seen him for three months, for a guy that just acted like a complete asshole for probably the past hour to her yep. on that bike, she immediately forgot all about that the moment that he kissed her. It's pretty insane how like wet she got for sure. just from that kiss. Dumb wet, dog. All right. I'm wet. You know what we're going to have to do? We have to kiss them both and then see who's the better kisser. That's right. <laughs> Tom, Kristen, if you're open to it, we'll just, you know, we'll <laughs> we'll, just, we'll do it sometime. I mean, maybe you put you guests on the show. Just maybe. <laughs> just a thought. Hold on to that. Yeah just, yeah, just hold on to it. So, of course, Lana goes over to freshen up. Doubt she's doing that. The it's, bartender, though, finally notices, oh, I guess she was the one you were finally waiting for, huh, Cal? I understand the wait. Okay. Okay. What? She is 15. 16. Oh, 16. 16. Sorry. 16. Yeah. So, of course, Lana over here being the snitch called I was John. Say, I put in my call, notes. What a tattletale. Yeah. She's like, Mr. Kent, I found your son. He's at a club right now. Oh, no. He is. Okay, Lana, you're there. Do not talk to him. He is not himself. Lana, why are you there? <laughs> Clark's like, oh, yeah. Who is this? Because he grabs the phone, sees what Lana's doing. He's like, Oh, John! How's the farm? <laughs> what the hell? What a dick. What an asshole. Who is that guy? Cal is the worst. How's the I was farm, dying, bro. dummy? Literally, it's like, like, who are you talking to, Lana? Oh, John, how's the farm, man? Lost it? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't have guessed that in a million yeah. years. What a shocker. <laughs> what a shocker, man. I've been gone three months. Seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> Martha is crying. Clark, we want you to come home. You know what? Hey, I'm done about dwelling on the past. I'm here to make a new fresh start. I need both of you to shut up. Cause come plus... on, you admit it. You're happier I'm gone. No, no, son. That's not true. I'm not your son. And you're not my parents. <laughs> Bro, there's no reason to do this. You're in the middle. You never have been. You never will be. Why are you saying these things? And Lana's Lana... just there like... What? what? <laughs> Lana's looking down. Like she was about to cry because of how angry he is and like what he's saying. And he's like, 
Clark, what are you saying? Your parents love you. You know how you asked why she doesn't have PTSD? Now she does. <laughs> yeah, she's like, parents, you don't love your parents? I love my parents. They're dead. Clark, I love you. Do you always betray the people that you love? What? what? <laughs> Dude, Clark. What? Sorry, this is Cal, man. This like, is all Cal. We just keep confusing it because I don't even know who this man is. Yeah, because we got to the point where he's conscious on the ring. So this is Clark. This this was bothering to me. And if I'm a parent, I got no ideas. Yeah, what? Like if you re- legit yeah. heard that, like their reaction is pretty realistic. They're like. <laughs> I gonna go get him. This is the one. And Martha's time. Just like, how? Uh, how will you get him? <laughs> again, I'm changing myself in this newest season. John has a plan. John makes a good plan, and he goes. And it's actually pretty messed up. He goes, Martha, don't worry. I'm gonna take care of this. We may lose him forever on this, but I'm gonna make sure that if he dies, I'm the one that kills his ass, dude. Like I will see. It's you like later. enough is enough. I'm taking off my belt. <laughs> see you later, honey bun. Grab that kryptonite belt. He walks out the door <laughs> and he is going. I'm... Just know, kryptonite belt is an idea of ours. We will make it happen at some point. Yeah, we're gonna make it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be some green lit up belt, and no one's gonna be like, "That's kryptonite." I thought it was just a green belt. <laughs> it looks like Batman's utility belt, but it's just pieces of kryptonite all across. <laughs> So what John does, though, he goes to the barn outside. He has a plan. He grabs the key, the spaceship key, because obviously we still have that. The how? spaceship is gone. How? What do you mean, how? When did they get the key? Uh, they've had, wait, they've, Remem- from Walden. Okay, Walden. Walden, memory, burnt to the crest and the hand was uh, covered because the key was holding on to it. I guess I'm just, I guess it throws me off because of how, like, a symbol of a place that he put it. Yeah, because, cl- yeah. Cause, and, like, that's why I and thought. And that's their usual spot, too. Yeah, that where it was stolen from yeah. Walden. So <laughs> well, if one person found time to change a hiding spot. That's why it threw me off. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, they, they got it back because remember Clark's like, I had to pry it from his hands. It was all crushed and crispy. <laughs> well, we'll just put it back in the same yeah. place. It's like, well, he was the only one that knew it was there. So, um, so yeah, of course, we have Clark actually coming back for this deal that Morgan Edge offered him. We have now a little gangster scene that True. is essentially a Gotham City type feel because Morgan Edge is sitting at the other side of the table while Clark walks in with the goons. Morgan Edge is pleasantly surprised that he has now shown up, taken him up on his offer. I need to disappear, so I'll do your job if you can uh, get me out of here. Well, funny enough that you say this, this is why Morgan Edge is the real deal. You free tonight? He already had something lined up because he knew that Cal would be coming back to him. That's true. Morgan Edge already is a huge player to me. Clark then, Cal, sits down, puts his feet up on the table, extremely rude, (laughs) says that my calendar has now just decided to get free. Well, here you go. Here's the amount that's waiting for you once you complete this job. Clark then gives a little whistle. That's some serious amount of zeros we got here. Well, it's a serious job. Do you want me to go back to you being a child again? Because you're (laughs) acting like it. Yeah, it's a lot of zeros. Um, I wrote it. I need you to break into a secure building. 60th floor. Inside of a titanium reinforced steel safe before he even gets to it. Where have we seen 60th floor and a reinforced steel case? 
Where have we seen that it's before? It's Court, bro. <laughs> it's Lionel's office. Wow, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But this is not a, a job. job for mere mortals. Right. Sounds like easy money because yes, it is. I've, he's gotten in that building multiple times. I but have... I hate how he gets in the building. Well, no, no. Do you remember how he gets in the building here? No, 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 no. Let's talk about the thing. Well, it sounds like easy work to me. I haven't even told you where you're going, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, shut up for two seconds, Cal. <laughs> so, yeah, he gives him the address. Gives him the address, and now he's going to go and do this job. And, of course, Luthercore Plaza. Sick. I've been there. You want me to break into Lionel Luther's office? Will that be a problem? Nah. I've done it multiple times. <laughs> It'll be my pleasure. I'll do this one for free. <laughs> for real, pretty That's much. That's pretty much. And of course, now we go back to the island boys. They're playing a game of hunt. They're making manhunt right now. Yeah, yeah. This is manhunt that they're doing. This is the greatest game ever played. This is <laughs> instead of golf, they're doing. This. Man scratching his back with the machete. Yeah, when Lewis it- is a psychopath. He's like, Lex, where are you going? It'd be great if he started like cutting his arm though and started like, I'm already marking myself for the kill because Lex then runs out of his hiding spot back to the beach. I don't know why he'd go there into the light where Lewis is already waiting for him. We now have a struggle with the machete. We now have a fight breaking out where then Lex is able to take the upper hand, elbow him in the face. Lewis has fallen to the ground. Lex grabs the machete, starts going to town, hacking at him, hacking at him. Hey man, what are you doing there? We have a now an unexpected guest. A tourist? A guy who just came over. Lex is covered in blood. And he's screaming at this guy who has a flashlight who looks like he just walked off the street. Yeah. He's like, I had no choice. I had to do it. I had to kill him. Kill who? Yeah, kill who? And he's, Lex looks back. There's no body. Him. Him. Lewis. It's a, Lewis, just a bunch of like moss. A, yeah, it looks like grass. Um... And it was not even a machete. It was, it was a piece a stick. of wood. And of course, Lex is just baffled because, of course, he was obviously hallucinating this person or imagining them. These islands can play tricks on you, though, man. You're lucky that my captain was able to see that smoke from the fire. Um, how far off is he? What are they, pirates? Like, where did this group of guys know. Yeah, able I don't know to what see? they're see- Yeah, whatever they're seeing. Because if yeah. you think about with the plane flying over him like that, and then you think about these. Is he just off the coast? What is he in Corpus He's on a Christi? little island that's probably a little bit off, yeah. And so it's just crazy because let's talk about this now. Since Lewis was imaginary, how how all of it, was it imaginary? Like, did he, were the bones real with that necklace and he made up a name for him? Uh, so all of it was fake. I, and this is why I say this, because with the necklace being the LL, that's why I really was hoping it was a W so then I can make it real. But with it being LL, it's like he saw himself as Lewis. Yeah. Like Lewis was the character of Lex, of himself being let go, of him being able to take control over his own life and kill his father, breaking away from that person that made you feel so low. Or what about even this? Because I like that. I like that a lot. Um, But what if Lewis was real and that was um, he was another person stranded on that island when he first got there? And Lex killed him. Well, that just goes back to what we said at the start. Then Lex is obviously a genius. Lex obviously took out somebody that was going to plan on taking out with him. And maybe this is his mind reasoning with that decision. Because it would be Bones by now, wouldn't it? I don't know. 
I don't know the decay, rules. Body decay? It's three months. So I'm saying, would it be bones by then? Throwing in the water, depending on how... Na- I don't know. That probably could... I'm going to say yes. <laughs> All right, I've seen crazier things in Smallville, so I'm going to say yes. Damn, he was drinking from that water, too. Yeah, that is not good. Now he definitely has some type of no malaria. No wonder he's tripping out. Man's high he's off some listening. dead body. <laughs> he's taking shrooms to a whole new level. Island boy. <laughs> and so now we actually go to the cave. A very unexpected scene for me. Yeah. Oh, this is, I love this. This was a very iconic moment whenever this show was happening. I'm, I remember season three premiere, the first two episodes, like, dude, this is nuts. This is awesome. So... John goes back to the cave. He wants to put the key into the wall. But as we know from earlier with uh, Lionel and Chloe, the key's not there anymore, the keyhole. So he can't put it in, and John's realizing that, of course. And so he's pissed. No, Joseph. John then walks up to the, to the hole that's supposed to be there and takes the key. Why are you fitting? <laughs> <laughs> he did why not is, do that, bro. Why is it going in? He does ding it twice. <laughs> maybe like a ting ting maybe it's like a password yeah yeah a little password a little knock before you go in but yeah john's pissed john is pissed man he's pissed and of course he's just yelling pretty much at jarrell like just talking to himself you know he wasn't ready but you had to keep pushing him you had to keep taking him away from that what kind of race are you people well, and it's like all right i mean obviously fair. when we've seen shows like invincible and characters like invincible we know sometimes dad can be assholes and i love it too he's like no wonder you destroyed yourselves and he throws the key down on the ground which is wild why would he do that i don't know unless i think it was a lie because he throws the key on the ground and before it even really starts doing anything he turns around and he's like you gonna do something now? <laughs> like, yeah, because he. You know, I guess it starts yeah. maybe ringing a bit or something. Yes. He notices it's floating. It's lit up. It's now actually just floating and going straight into the keyhole where the keyhole would be, and it's activating the wall. And so now we get something that we actually are gonna see more uh, later on in this new. We have a new room or new area of the the cave now. Well, and I hate to pause it here, but I, it also brings up questions with me to you. Walden changed the symbols. So is this Walden doing that? Is that why Jonathan has a new access point here? Because remember, in the season finale, the one calling, Walden changed the symbols. Well, no, it was more so, um, it's like, it was like initiating, I guess, the whole thing. Like, it's still a door. No, no, I, but I thought that changing the symbols then means that, in a way, it's a door now to somewhere else. Well, uh... No, I think it was just a matter of it like unlocks that gets the next phase because remember Clark said it was different wording. He could read it and it said something else before. Well, because even with the scene here, and that's why I'm asking these questions, because even the scenes is like John is looking at the caves and it's now spinning with different symbols. Yeah, that's what it does look like. Like Mm -hmm. it looks like now this is entirely something new, which is why I'm asking because with John putting the key in there, it doesn't kill him. It doesn't. It doesn't do the beam through the chest that we saw with Walden as if he's an intruder. I think it's, de- yeah, and I think it's definitely a sentient thing because it knows, like, it has to know who you are, you know? Yes, it has to. Like, it wouldn't do this for anyone if they weren't related in think, some way no, no, to No, no, I think Clark. you brought it up. This is a nope. 
what if the cave itself is the UFO inside the ship? Oh, dude, yeah. So then that would be able to explain how this is all able to take place. Like the cave is like somewhat the fortress of solitude. It's like a living thing almost. And once you're inside of it, whatever you say, whatever happens inside of it, it knows because you're inside of it. Yeah, itself. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so now, yeah, we get pushed into this room because uh, the, the thing opened up. It shows the Superman crest and um, it gets John in here and Jarrell's talking to John. John's talking to Jarrell. Um, I've never liked John whatsoever. <laughs> it may be the greatest thing I've ever heard where Jarrell is like, who are you? I'm his father, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> John immediately throws that in his he's face. Like, like you are you not. Don't know he's him. like you are not Kello. Who are you? Like I'm his father. His name is Clark Kent. I raised him. Yeah, you're he's, not and, taking anything. And Jarrell's just like, oh, well, you fulfilled your role in this destiny of his. So, and of course, John's clapping back. His destiny is whatever he makes it. Jarrell's like, dude, you have no idea what you're saying. His destiny is far beyond what you can comprehend This is his here. first test he, to see if he was even ready to begin his journey. He's too young. He needs more time. And of course, this, this phase see, of Kal-El's journey was... is almost complete. What is the phase? Dude. Why didn't we ask? <laughs> Dude, this all is Clark's fault. <laughs> like, why didn't we ask? No, all not, I it's, it's parents, too, like, too, because, I mean, they could easily be like, hey, why don't you just ask him? <laughs> like, just ask him what I mean, we don't fa- want you to run away or anything, but just, like, just ask him. Because, obviously, it's even, like, a period of time that Jarrell had. He's we like, could have saved a baby. It's like Jarrell sent him to summer school, and that's all Clark had to ask him. Be like, hey, so how long am I going to be gone for? You're going to be gone for a few months during this first phase to see if you're ready. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll tell everybody. Spend I'll a be- summer there? Yeah, I'll tell everybody I'll be back by school. That's what happens when no, you we ask don't, questions. No, we don't do that. We don't <laughs> you do don't that. ask questions. Yeah, we don't ask questions. We don't like the good outcomes. So, uh, of course, it will be no consequence if he returns to you for now. So, John's like... John's even surprised. You'll bring him home. He's like, if you want him, though, you got to retrieve him yourself. Oh. oh I can't. He's too... Like, what? Yeah. I can't. He's too, <laughs> str- he's too strong. It's like, are you willing to sacrifice anything to get him back? This man immediately says, yes. For my son, I'll do anything. Yeah, but Jarelli immediately says, I have a deal for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for my son, I'll do anything. Of course, Jarelli's like, all right. So he Beam starts of lights. beaming. Yeah, beaming John. All these lights looks like how it did when he was coming in. It looks like with Walden, too, how it's just kind of sending him information, sending him something that's going to make John... Even I, I was actually gonna say wisdom, like something. To I figured, give yeah, him, it's definitely like, gonna give him strength or something. I knew that for sure. I, was I wasn't like, thinking strength. Well, because he was like, I can't do that. He's too powerful. So you're thinking like, oh, well, maybe he's gonna give him strength to stop him or thought, bring him home. I thought you just give him the ability to touch his son and take all the powers and then drag his ass home. That's all That'd I thought amazing. it was. Like make him stronger than him. That would have been crazy. It, that would have been great, dude. This is what I was talking about. What are you talking about? Because we jump we <laughs> to back to Metropolis. We're obviously at the Luther Court Plaza. Did you see how this man entered the... I didn't the... see what happened, Joseph. What happens in this scene? <laughs> Look at your face. We're in this building. And Clark didn't, you know, use his super speed or strength to get inside, you know, a normal way. He decided to go into the ventilation system. I think that was the ventilation. Is that in the... It's Hold like on. It's like that... It's like that office top floor, You're like gonna flooring. Love, like, You're going to love this. All right, Joseph. When it comes to the first episode where we saw the Lionel Luther's office and the whole kidnapping. Right. 
What was his first idea that he was going to do? He was going to go in the vents and then... <laughs> what was his first idea in that episode? He then uses it in this one because what ended up happening in the first is that the lady cop busted his ass where then he had to jump from building to building. He is using his... He goes, screw that. That was a great plan. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, what a good one because that's so true. <laughs> that's <laughs> He was literally thinking it's like, you know, I didn't do that last time. I didn't get to do it. Damn cop. I saw her the other day. She shot at me. We're good friends. <laughs> We're progressing. You know, but yeah, so this was a great plan. Hell yeah. yeah he, when he comes in, he's literally like he's swinging like off a monkey bar. Because he's so satisfied because he was right. And yeah, and he's smiling. Was, yeah. He's so happy. He gets in there like yeah. <laughs> and now he's in there in the office. He's like, oh, cool office. Been here before. Whatever. Cool. I know exactly where this thing's at. All right. Let me get this. Boom. Yeah. Cracks yeah. open the safe. Easy money, bro. It's weird that he's not worried that there's no kryptonite inside. Yeah. What the hell? I you, wouldn't be so open to this. Yeah. You would think that he would That's how you know Clark's high off his ass, man. In this one, yeah. Or he's just too cocky for his own good with that red ring because he doesn't think he can do math. So we get in here, right? And, um... Is is that not the tube? Is that the vial? That would be the vial of blood. Because obviously so, that was a trade between Helen and Lionel. But why? Helen's a bitch. Would he, she vowed to keep that secret. Why would she give it to Lionel? You know why? She's a piece of shit. Yes. That's but why I hate her. This is what happens when you break a woman's heart. Death, See, death to Helen. She, but she is a villain now. She went through a lot with that one guy who tried to assault her over and over again. Dope guy. <laughs> no, not dope guy. He was pretty cool. But maybe he was the hero where everyone thought he was the villain. You either die a hero or you live long <laughs> enough to <laughs> see yourself become, become the, the villain. villain. Man, Nolan said it, brother. <laughs> he based that all up of Smallville. Dude. But let's just say that one, that Helen has now gone through that, where then she had to go through Lex of lying. Helen just doesn't trust any type of man at this point, where I feel like this would have been the opportunity to make her Poison Ivy. I know I've said it for three women now, but I really want Poison Ivy because I need the woman scored. And she's already set up to be this. We now have the red outfits. Come on, just give it to oh me. Oh my God. But instead... She, and you're, you are right, she is just now the biatch. And I'm for it, though. I'm for it. I bet you are. Hey, once you break my heart, we're done forever. Yeah, but guess what? Guess who shows up as he's walking out of the safe? The belt. Yeah. (laughs) Clark, sorry, Cal says, Jonathan Kent. Isn't it past your bedtime? (laughs) Oh, man. What is going on? This is the corniest bully ever. This is such a bad bully. And yet women just love him. (laughs) Yeah, he's so cool. He's so great. So uh, how'd you find me? Your biological father? Uh, Clark was not expecting that no, answer he is whatsoever. This man he, is mad. He got triggered right he here. He got butthurt. He was so he mad. Th- he was just like, what the fuck did you just say? What did you just say? What did you say to me? What you- Why would you say that name? <laughs> I want it! <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So uh, you two are working together now, huh? Uh-oh. That's cute. But I don't listen to him, and I'm certainly not going to listen to you, 
John. And he tries to walk away. John stops him, puts his hand on him. And of course, you need to pull all this behind you, son. Come on home to the people who love you. Come on, man. Cal then decides to murder his stepfather here and then shoves John into the wall as hard as he can. Dude, is that... He tried to okay. murder him. He literally just tried to kill his dad. He tried to kill John. Because he does not know he has, obviously, powers here because John gets up easy breezy. Joseph, he just tried to kill John. Yeah, and John's not going to react yeah. in a more violent way, like or sad way, I should say. I'm like, sorry, but John reacts in a way that's even better. <laughs> that's why I said he's actually great in this episode, because John then says, okay. Yeah, he just gets up, and all he says like, son, you're coming home with me. You want to get violent now. with me? I'll tell you how to get violent. <laughs> and then he just tackles him outside of the window. I'll tell you where their budget wasn't. No, and not with scene, the glass. None of that. <laughs> like the speeding over, tackling him, br- glass breaking. Falling down now. Falling from down. From the building, from the 60th floor, we now have a to-be-continued. Another to-be-continued, man. Back to back. That's a first. Yeah, I know. This is like a three-parter. Yeah. It's very exciting. Three months, three parts. Oh. 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 They should have gone into parts that way, though. That would have been cool. Like how Justice League did it? Yeah. They had two parts every episode. Or no, three. No, no, no. I'm saying they should have done it where it was the first part was in May, second part July, and then the third part would have been the start mm. of the school. That Interesting. No, that would have been cool, man. But yeah, I mean, as they're falling, that's where we get it. To be continued, and that's end credits, bro. Like, we started off season three with kind of a banger. We did. Where Taylor is now cheering for John to whoop some ass, because it's like what you said. I can't cheer on Red Kryptonite Clark when he is that corny. Oh, dude. I mean, I just can't. It's so bad. It's The jokes are awful. For you to even make a comment about the farm, it's like, okay, I can comment about that. You can't, Cal. Like, come on. Who do you think you are? You can't just come in here and say these things. Overall, though, very solid episode. A much better start to this season than the past two, for sure. So with this episode being so good... I'm expecting Harry Potter Goblet of Fire type quality here. I'm expecting this season to be a hell of a good one. Dude. Yeah, no, it, it like I, like we said, it started off strong. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. And I'm excited, of course, to just get into the to you know, the after to be continued, because of course Lex is found. He's gonna get back home. Uh Clark is fighting his father. <laughs> And Martha's just at home waiting for them to come home. <laughs> oh, well, I wonder what's going on. And where did Lana go? Uh, Lana's putting up flyers. <laughs> yeah, if you see this guy, I found him, but he's missing, technically. Yeah, uh, Lana is not doing anything. She probably need. She's on the bus right now needing to catch it to go home. Because <laughs> remember, he ditched her. Unless she's at the club still. Man, I really hope she got home safe. Yeah, she got dished at the club. Yeah. 16-year-old? Where the bartender was already saying, yeah, I know why you like her. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. So remember oh, how wait. I said... We're fine. She learned how to fight. We're good. Uh, she is good. Smallville brings a lot to the table. I'm glad that we have an introduction of a DC villain. Yeah. So I'm really pumped. We don't get those too often. And we're going to hopefully do more of the DC villain sidebars during the episode. So that way we can give a little more backstory and it will actually be a real character versus somebody that they just made up for the week. Like Emily. God. If I have to see Emily again, I swear to God. Wow, dude, Emily's so cool. <laughs> but 
I do want to get to the next episode here where it should be a great fight between John and Clark. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to figure out what exactly John had to give up because with every deal that you make with Jarrell, it obviously is going to come to bite you in the ass in the end. What do you think, dude? Oh, you're asking me what I think it is. Okay. It's got to be, if it's anything, it has to be that you're making a deal on when Clark goes with him. Because you're not going to give up yourself because Jarrell wouldn't want you. Jarrell wouldn't want Martha. Jarrell thinks that all those people are worthless. That's true. So yeah. he's not going to want, he want anything. I mean, yeah, because what the deal was is that John wanted to him have wanted to have more time for Clark for his destiny prepared role, whatever. So take him when he's twenty five. He's like, yeah, uh, twenty five. That seems good. He'll kind of have things figured out. Yeah, yeah. Because so. we'll know. But we'll find out, of course. Um, I think. We'll know if he can yeah, become actually, something or not. Actually, I don't think we know the terms of the deal for a while, bro. Really? Yeah. Dang. Phoenix is going to be our next uh, episode, of course, off the To Be Continued with this one. So, once again, end credits to us. Thank you for listening. We're just so happy. You love our voices. No. I'm pretty sure they hate our voices. Mm. What I'm hoping for is that you're arguing against us. I hope you don't agree with anything. Or if you do agree... I I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> Dude, yeah. But well, thanks again. Listen next time to get the 2B continue part. We're out.